Hi, and welcome to the Alliance of Survivor Game podcast. I'm Ryan, the host slash game runner of Alliance. Join me as I talk to the fifth place finisher of Nexus Park, Maddie, about lying low and navigating the emotions of the season. I'm joined today by the fifth place finisher from Alliance Nexus Park, the seventh member of the jury, Maddie. Hi. Hello. How are you? Good. Good. Glad to talk to you and get your perspective and outlook on things from the season. I know. It's been a minute. It's been, it, what, a year? Oh, a year and a half? Yeah. It's been a while. Um, uh, have you what have you, I guess have you been playing orgs in the in the in the meantime? I have played a couple. Um I just finished uh it was uh, a series org called Goldviver, um where I actually tied my placement um in in Alliance. So that was that was nice. Um, nice. Unfortunately unfortunately I haven't been able to beat Fist, so we'll take <laughs> it. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I think I just joined that server, uh, to post the ad <laughs> for our oh, upcoming nice. season. Um, I, I know, uh, Logan is, is a prominent person in, in that server who played here in our ninth season. And then I think somebody named, let me make sure I get this right. I think somebody named Ash is a host there. Is that, is that? <sighs> Sounds right. Um, I think we primarily dealt with, uh, I don't know. Rainy or something? Uh, Rainy, yeah. Rainy Rodriguez, yeah. Okay. Um, this this episode won't be coming out before uh, Hidden, Hidden City starts. So uh, Ash uh, has applied to play in Hidden City. Um, nice. Yeah, so. Uh, well, be... sorry. Oh, I was going to say, that'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I, I they applied actually a couple of times i think they applied uh around when academy happened and then um scheduling and whatnot happened of course as it does oh yes oh yeah it <laughs> certainly does <laughs> yeah so uh let's see you applied to play back in may um the may before nexus park happened which i think is also before or right around when uh, High Seas started, the season before Nexus Park, um, it looks like. Uh, and then I think, I guess, scheduling must have happened uh, for you as well at the time. Um, yes, yeah, because somebody reached out to me that I played in um, the Exclamation Mark series. Yes. Um, and told me to apply for, for the Survivor Org in, in Alliance and... Um, I was like, okay, yeah, like I'll I'll give it a shot here, and then something I think something I, I ended up being casted in another show at the time. Mm. I had to put it on pause for a minute. Okay, okay, yeah. Uh, well, glad we made it all work <laughs> out in the end. Heck yeah, that was great. Uh, so yeah, I guess my first question is like, how did you get into orgs? What drew you to them? What do you like about them? Yeah, so I'm a I'm a pandemic order. <laughs> um, so I my I did my first org back in I started in December of 2020, 
Um, it was a, a server, it was called Secret Viber. Um, I actually found the ad, I didn't even know Discord was a thing. I saw an ad on Facebook on one of these Survivor fan pages. Um, and I was like, ah, I was like, this will be interesting. Like, I'll, you know, I'll check it out, see what it's about and, and kind of see what all it encompasses. Um, I ended up applying and was cast. Um, and just absolutely fell in love with how, the, with the formatting and, and kind of how, you know, you had to not necessarily work. I mean, most people get their, their most of their social cues from in person. You know, most of our languages, you know, kind of communicated through our body language. So it's hard and it's challenging to do an, an, an org um, where you don't have those visual cues um, to know if somebody is lying and, and kind of do those things. <laughs> um, so I found that challenge to, you know, be one that was intriguing, um, you know, so that first game that I played, um, I ended up uh, kind of taking one of the younger players under my wing at that point in time, because I, I didn't. I was in this to learn it myself, um, but it became allies with, with, with them and, you know, kind of ended, navigated that through um, merge and kind of, you know, I would think I was in uh, ninth place in that, that first work that I did. Um, but that was what hooked me. Like I, um, you know, I, I did everything that I had kind of set out to do. Um, I had given somebody a fake idol. I had won immunity challenges. I had I was the first player in that org to um, successfully play in immunity idol. Oh wow! Um, as well, um, so that was kind of exciting. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was kind of how I got started. From there, you know, I've kind of bounced around with, to some other servers. Um, I've played in Survivor. I've played in Dollar Viber. Um, I've played in uh lots of them i can't even name them all at this point in time <laughs> um but the, the 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 format that i find to be best i played a season of big brother as well but that wasn't something that really caught my interest mm. uh, at least in the the online format of that um and i've i've played a couple seasons of the mole in the circle um i have been successful in those games though i was a winner of the circle once and i came in uh in third place as a catfish um, so that was, I took that as a win, and I was runner-up for um, a season on the mole. So I'll take that too. Very nice. Gotta, very nice. I I know. I just got to learn how to apply that to Survivor, and I think I'll be okay. <laughs> I mean, fifth is still pretty good. That's nothing to 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 scoff at. It's true. It's true. No, and it, I mean, it was a challenging season too. So I mean, I'll I'll, I'll definitely take it. <laughs> I think I just kind of backed myself into a corner and you know, there's what you, you can only do that so much and there's nowhere else to hide. So <laughs> no, that's true. That's true. <clears throat> um, I'm looking at your application from then. And uh, the one thing I wanted to pull out from it was uh, under the age question, um, you put your real age is uh, I guess at the time 33 but in the game, you wanted others to think that you were 26. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, is that something that you've you've done or maybe continue to do in orgs that, I don't know, does it seem to affect things? So I have. It depends on, it depends on the server. It depends on 
um, kind of the the vibe that I'm getting from the server. Mm-hmm. Um, so in in some of the games, like in in Dollar Viber, I was pro- I would think I was the oldest cast member, if not like the second oldest. I was at least the oldest on the tribe that I was on. Mm-hmm. Um, so that definitely at that point in time, because everybody else was like 16, 17. <laughs> um or there was i think there was one person that was 20 but because i was the oldest it definitely put a target on my back um so i tried to now i tried to kind of find a median um and i i think i think that i can still speak like a 26 year old (laughs) so i think i kind of play into that a little bit better and and you know if if you're around the median age of of the cast they're more likely to to kind of form those bonds with you without any kind of preconceived idea of what your age is. I know I'm, I'm speaking ages. It's not that big of a deal. It's just an online game. Right. But, <laughs> but I mean, you like anything that you can do in these games that, that can set you apart or put you in a minority, um, people kind of catch on to those things. So, you know, trying to, to try to navigate that, um, ahead of time, um, is, is important. And I honestly didn't even remember that I put 26 that I said that, that for that. I don't know if I like played into that or if I actually was probably caught a lot. I don't remember, um, for my age, at least for that one, I've gotten better about it though. <laughs> like... Uh, cause I think if, if all these ages are accurate, I think at least, I mean, cause they're ages when people applied, not when the season actually happened. Um, sure. I think that 33 would have made you the second oldest person, uh, to, yeah. to Bramble, but, uh, but at the same time, there were one, two, three, four, five, six, seven people between the ages of 30 and 33 on the season. Um, oh, nice. <laughs> so a very, very large <laughs> pocket right in that, right in that wheel, uh, area. Um, yeah. yeah, and it's kind of one of those things, too, where, like, you, you don't know who is going to be cast. Mm-hmm. Um, so you kind of have to go into it with some kind of identity, you know, kind of prior to the season starting. And, like, yeah, I'm going to be a 26-year-old in this <laughs> in this season. Yeah. So, like, uh, you know, it, it could have very well have been, like, the, you know, I think you said like six to seven or somewhere in there it was the sweet spot for, you know, 30-ish year-olds uh, for the season. But it could have very well been on the flip side of that. It could have been like the majority would have been like, you know, 18, 19. Yes. Um, and then there you go that you have that skewed kind of uh, data set there, mm-hmm. um, which, which, which you know, can, can isolate you and, and single you out as, some, you know, so, you know, as an easy vote. Especially, you know, say that, you know, Bramble and I, which I, we were on opposite tribes at, you know, at the start. You know, if we were the two oldest in that situation and, you know, Bramble was on one tribe, I was on the other. You know, it could have been an easy kind of thing um, if, if individuals didn't think that they were vibing well um, with Bramble or myself um, in that situation. And I think I think we both kind of did a great job in terms of just trying to, um, you know, coexist and, and co-mingle um, with uh, some of the younger ones in the, in the seasons. But it was also easier because, you know, as you said, like there were like seven to eight people that were 30. So it was a little bit easier. <laughs> yeah, no, the... Uh the prevalence of teenagers in these things is, is, uh, you know, I see it everywhere else, uh, for the most part. Um, we haven't, well, I, I won't say we've never had a season that was, that was heavily in, in the younger, uh, range. Cause we have the, especially more recently as the application pool gets thinner and thinner. Um, uh, as far as like the, 
20s 30s 40 year olds go uh our most recent season i think had three four like five teenagers which uh is the second most teenagers we'd had and if you had played in our uh in high seas when you'd applied there were three six nine seven seven teenagers that season and so it could have been a much bigger concern i suppose yeah absolutely never know (laughs) (laughs) it's true you just never know you have to like once you like come to that point of like oh like i'm gonna play as a 26 year old or i'm gonna play as you know my normal age like you have to commit to it (laughs) you just gotta see it through (laughs) (laughs) um all right so uh yeah, so Nexus Park started in October of 2021. October 1st was day one. Uh, we marooned you all the day, the night before. And uh, when I, it was at the time tied for our largest cast uh, we'd had at 18 people. You get your first chance to kind of see who else is going to be playing. Uh, were there any people or names you recognized? So I recognized um, SMM, um, and that was pretty much the only person that I had known. Um, I know early on, Jordan um, had mentioned that we were Sun and Moon buddies from Dollar Viver, mm-hmm. but I didn't I didn't know who she was um, other than you know we both placed twentieth for the the seasons that we played, um, and it sounded like for kind of similar reasons um, that we were kind of voted out there as well, if I remember correctly. Um, which just goes to show you that age does matter. <laughs> um, but outside of that, no, I, the only person that I knew was SMM. And uh, that was, what, I think I played, I want to say I played in Dollar Viver with SMM. I think um, that's right, yeah. Yeah, it, and it was a very brief um, interaction that, that we had had because I was, you know, the first one voted out. So I think we spent three days, maybe four days um, together. Um, and I don't... I don't know how chatty SMM and I were um, because I was trying to, there was another individual that I was trying to work with that was a a little bit older at that point in time. Um, Because I know SMM was one of the, I I think, I think they were a minor um, or under, under the age of 18. Um, So I try to, and I mentioned this with Darcy as well, like, I know she like got mad because I wouldn't like swear around her or she, <laughs> she took offense to that. But like, I'm just trying to be respectful in that sense. Like, you know, it's, I don't need, I don't need that in my life. <laughs> like, sure. Sure. <laughs> let's just, you know, I can filter what I have to say kind of situation. <laughs> no, that's that. I get it. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's something I've talked about with, um, I think Darcy and Bramble on their interviews already is this, you know, weird sort of uh, space for orgs that, you know, if if these if this exact same group of people had been playing a, an in-person version of this game, uh, you know, it's weird to go to somebody who's 16, 17 years old and, you know, be in one case either treating them like an ally and equal to you somebody who's 30 40 whatever or in a in perhaps a different scenario like actually going to them as they're a like a more dominant presence in the game uh as you know darcy kind of was at points during the season um and you know you have this teenager underage person who 
and then this other person like twice their age who's like hey i really need you to like let me do something or do something for me and they're and you can you as the teenager having the ability to be like nah i'm not gonna work with you or it's just a weird kind of power dynamic that you don't get to see in in real life almost ever it's true yeah no 100 percent. because i mean I mean, you know, in, in with the with teenagers nowadays, and not to, I'm going to sound old, back in my day, uh, but like nowadays, like, you know, it's not the, the, the mentality of, of individuals that are growing up nowadays is a lot different than, you know, when you know, we'll say, you know, the eight of us that are in our thirties kind of grew up, right? Like, yeah. It's just a different dichotomy, and and you have more autonomy to make those decisions um, mm-hmm. now, and and we see that just in everyday life, just even outside of the game, like you know, that's just uh just just a thing, and and you know, refusing to to do some or, or you know, kind of putting your foot down and saying no, I'm not going to do that, like that is, you know, just what we see in in everyday life. Um, so it's definitely it is interesting because you don't see that you know in the in the real world in terms of uh, how the game is played out. Um, but also something that you have to be cognizant of, like going into it. So it, it does kind of put you in a situation where you're like, I don't know if I want to reveal too much. I don't know how much I can actually trust them. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, typically, you know, individuals in, in, in their teens are very chatty and very social. Um, so you kind of have to take that into consideration as well. Like, what are you going to reveal? Like, they just don't have the life experience yet to kind of be able to discern you know, what is relevant to that situation and, and what might not be. Um, so they can end up, you know, revealing too much or or put you into a situation where, you know, you're now a target because you you, you told them too much kind of situation. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Oh. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, so fairly unknown cast to you at the start uh, and... We're end up going to divide you into two tribes of nine. You are going to start on the blue Euphoria tribe uh, with Bird, Darcy, Jordan, Lord Shamrock, Nay, Benjamin, Steph, and Taylor. And so, I guess in the first like couple of days, as you you know get a chance to have actual DM channels, um, start forming more re- realistic bonds and with with people, and sort of kind of find your spot within the tribe and, and who you who you jive with who who doesn't really vibe with you that well how do you kind of feel you fit into everything so uh, if i remember off if, if i remember correctly i think i decided to play it a little more under the radar at the beginning um i didn't want to be somebody that um, was a dominant personality right at the start um because i've played that game before and it usually doesn't end well for me <laughs> um so I've tried to, I think I tried to just kind of downplay it a little bit and try to be social, but not like overly social where, you know, individuals are like, um, oh yeah, like, you know, Matt said this or Maddie said this and, you know, where the the word of mouth kind of goes back. So I was kind of keeping my cards a little closer to my chest. Um, I know that right at the beginning, um, I had really good connections with Jordan and I had really good connections with Bird. Um, Bird and I actually ended up going into one of the the thrill rides of Nexus Park, and and we were kind of working together to try to figure out some of the advantages um, that were there. Um, and I think, I think at that point, I found one of the neural links, and I just didn't tell Bird about it. 
Mm-hmm. But I, he did, he did, or they did tell me about theirs. Um, so <laughs> that was a little sneaky, sneaky little move <laughs> on my behalf. Um, but I think I did end up telling uh, Bird though at before I actually used it um, because I asked Bird like, kind of you know like who do you think I should use this on kind of thing because um, I don't think I think I, I ended up using it on was it Waxler Waxler yes. Um, which that was not my first choice, but to kind of appease um, Bird's thoughts, since I didn't have uh, you know too much of a, a, a vibe one way or another, I was like, oh, this is just an easy way to you know kind of solidify trust in, in regards to Bird. Um, but you know, Bird and I, uh, you know, did kind of work together, and, and the four of us with Bird, Jordan, and Darcy ended up kind of working closely together and, and kind of forming a, a four-person alliance that lasted, what, t- 10 seconds? <laughs> um, <laughs> lots to unpack there. Um, <laughs> but that was kind of my my thought process kind of going in, is I didn't want to um, be super social. I didn't want to be, like, super unnoticeable. But I wanted to find individuals that I could work with that had some pull and – I knew that Bird was going to be a strong personality, and I knew that Jordan was going to be a strong personality. I wasn't sure about Darcy, but because Darcy and Bird kind of seemed to hit it off, you know, you have to have trust at some point, and being that early on in the game, it just makes it easier to, you know, put your trust somewhere, and that's kind of how it ended up with Darcy. Um, in in hindsight, um, and I did, I had good relationships with Steph as well, uh, so there wasn't anything like really horrible with anyone um lord spongeman that was probably the <laughs> the person that i i did i talked to the least i i just i don't know we just never kind of connected um or found any kind of common ground um to to kind of start building relationships um for the game and i'm trying to let's see who else who else was on the tribe that was nay mm-hmm. i did i did like nay I liked Nay, and I didn't necessarily want to vote Nay out, um, but it just ended up kind of working out that way. And Taylor, I wanted to work with Taylor so bad just because of his infectious kind of personality, but then he just went crazy, and I was like, okay, well, that's gone. <laughs> so, yeah. A motley crew. <laughs> yeah, it really was. <laughs> uh, yeah, so let's see. There were, at the start of the game... There were six neural links that were hidden in the server, one in each of the sub-channels, three on each tribe. Uh, you and Bird found two on Euphoria. Waxler and Bramblecat found two on Mirth. Uh, Bramblecat was the only one of the four of you to actually use theirs the day they found it, um, connecting to Bird, which meant Bird's neural link that they found became uh, moot and they couldn't use it anymore. Uh, mm. And oddly enough, you would end up using yours with Waxler, whose Neuralink would then become useless to the, to him when, ah, when you do that. Uh, <laughs> so I guess um, getting this advantage of being able to connect to the other tribe with a DM channel, a permanent thing that, you know, if you use it on day one, you have it for as long as the two of you are in the game, potentially to the merge. If, you know, that's could be a long time um i don't know you know you it did take you a while to use it uh which you know it, it, there's benefits and, and pros and cons to weigh as far as how you handle that because 
Bramble Cat do- creates theirs with Bird, and if Bird is the next person voted out of the game, well, there goes your advantage. Um, so I, I don't know. Like, how did you, uh, you know, you, you you mentioned having a bit of he- uh, hesitation or uncertainty about who to connect with, but I more so than that, just like the fact that it existed, that other people would clearly find them as well. How did you kind of, um, what did you think about that as an advantage slash I guess, twist kind of, um, and how it affected this season. So I thought the twist was right, was unique and I have not, it was the first time I've experienced that and I haven't experienced it since. Um, so I appreciated the creativity behind it. My thought process behind it was that if individuals found out that I had this advantage and this link kind of infiltrating the other side, other tribe, that that would then make me a target on our tribe. Cause I had more information on, mm. on the other tribe where you know i didn't i didn't want to kind of point any fingers at myself or draw any attention to myself which is kind of why i waited until we were kind of so close to you know uh i want to say we did we merge so shortly after i used that or did we switch tribes again Uh, i think you merged a few days after you used it if i remember correctly yeah okay so that was my my thought process was to kind of save that to kind of start preemptively building relationships with somebody on the other tribe but not early enough where it could have been a hindrance to um, people's views on me. And at that, at that point too, like I didn't have a reason to, I, I didn't want to have reasons to lie to people, <laughs> um, which is kind of why I kept it a secret from even Bird. And that could have hurt me in the end by not telling him until late, but I think I covered it up pretty well. Um, I think I just told him that I just found it kind of thing or, or something along those lines. Um, now using <laughs> It's funny that I used it on Waxler um, because in kind of going to him at the at the, the point where I was voted out, like I could have used that as a, a way to connect and, and potentially have saved myself in that situation. Um, but it didn't work, unfortunately. I think if I would have started that using that the Neuralink a little bit earlier, I think that that could have had some impact on, on my end game um, to kind of get me a little bit further. I don't know if I would have gotten to the final three. But it could have at least gotten me to maybe final four, like maybe one place, one place closer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's. T- I mean, I. It's one of my favorite things about doing all uh, these interviews is all the tiny <laughs> shifts and changes that could have um, rippled through the rest of the season, uh, and that's yeah. I mean, if you had formed it with Waxler at the start, you know, the two of you still end up making the merge in theory uh that's you know a week and a half two weeks worth of conversation that you know even if it's not uh a lot of conversation just having that basis in in any sense uh can go a long way absolutely no it's and sometimes it's not necessarily all about the relationship building initially it's more building rapport mm-hmm. and just kind of building trust and follow through because uh, I think during the time that I, we did have the Neuralink, I think that I let Waxler know kind of what was going on. Because I think we were at Tribal for that, if I remember correctly, like right before Merge. Was it us? Um, yeah, you were the last, you went the last time your side did. Yes. So I think I kind of looped him in as like, this is what's going on. Because um, I think Nay was the one that was voted out right before, right before Merge. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I kind of let him know then, <laughs> and that kind of worked, you know, because he saw the loyalty that I had with that. But 
you know, building that just initial rapport, I think was important to kind of do. Um, and I think that, you know, a couple more days of that could have had some impact, like you mentioned, like in the game. Um, but, you know, that was a calculated risk that I had to take and <laughs> it didn't work out, but that's okay. It's okay. Like sometimes <laughs> you just have to try things and try different things next time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So first immunity challenge was uh, the Ferris wheel. It was uh, this season's 24 hour challenge basically a check-in challenge that every person could do a maximum of 10 times there were no uh there's no no restrictions on doing it back to back uh the restrictions were that you couldn't have more than three people from your uh tribe on there at a time four four people four people from your side on there at a time and once you hit 10 you could not ride it again and uh i think the Technically, the the first uh, st- standard for deciding who won this challenge was whether or not you had somebody on it the entire 24-hour period, uh, of which, you know, that was going to happen for both tribes pretty easily, I think. And so the actual determination was just how many times uh, each tribe as a whole rode the Ferris wheel. Uh, it was a pretty, I don't know, pretty... Uh, low intensity challenge and gave you an opportunity to get to know some of the people in the other tribe um how did you how did you feel about this one yeah i mean i i thought it was a unique challenge you know i appreciated you know i kind of look at it more like an endurance i guess kind of competition (laughs) if you will because of the 24 hours but it was low-key endurance like it wasn't anything that was like crazy and, and didn't require anything like super intense i think it was just a uh, posting what i get on the ferris wheel or something like that yeah, yeah. um so, but i think that you know kind of because I, I know we walked away with that one with a win mm-hmm. um i think that one i would attribute that success to the spreadsheet and i don't remember who created it. i want to say it was darcy um but that kind of kept everyone on their toes but we were definitely worried about lord shamrock at that point in time because they had missed several if i remember correctly several of their check-ins um for that Yes. Um, so I think that we had that discussion that if we had to go to tribal, that Lord Shamrock would have been the first person to go at that point in time. But I thought the challenge was great. It was a nice, easy kind of way to to kind of enter the game and kind of get to know people and, and kind of see who was going to take charge, which we saw that with Darcy um, with her spreadsheet. So that kind of gave me some information like, hey, this chick is going to, <laughs> she's going to be a force here. So uh, it's kind of best uh, to have your enemies close, or, you know, your friends close and your enemies closer kind of situation. I knew that at some point in time, Darcy and I were going to have to go head to head. Yeah, uh, you were, you basically took six shifts uh, right out of the gate, um, which I think, which would have overlapped you with Jimmy and SMM, mostly on the other side during that period of time. And then your other four were kind of in the, looks like around the middle of the night um maybe early morning super early morning uh which would have yeah. overlapped you with waxler court and i think choco beans predominantly at that point in time um i don't know did you I don't, did you use the ferris wheel substantially to like talk to people on the other side or not <laughs> i did not so i did I, I did not so i think i made i might have said hi a couple of times like to yeah. kind of check in to let them know that i was friendly and they're but at that point, like, because most of that conversation was, you know, visible to everybody, like, 
you can only have a certain conversations like that um, right. before people kind of start to get suspicious about, you know, what you're trying to accomplish. Uh, so again, that was just me kind of downplaying, you know, I didn't want people to, to kind of think of me as a threat in the game. And I was just trying to, to exist at that point in time. Um, and then, you know, use my evil genius to, you know, <laughs> carefully craft and manipulate everyone later. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> so like you said, uh, Lord Shamrock missed, um, only had two of a max out of the maximum 10 check-ins that he could have had. Everyone else on your tribe did the full 10. Uh, and fortunately that was enough this time as trip on the other side had a grand total of zero uh, and then uh, spavi had eight and everyone else over there had 10 of the 10 so winning the first immunity challenge not no chance of being the first person voted out this season uh gotta feel good oh yeah it's always great when you don't have to go to tribal <laughs> <laughs> let's not pretend that that's not what everyone's thinking yep <laughs> Uh, yeah, so uh, Mirth goes to Tribal Council. Uh, they vote out Trip seven to one. Trip does not show up to vote. I don't think Trip sent any messages in the server after uh, getting out of uh, marooning. The one-off vote was SMM's vote for Waxler. And, oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> little little tricksy tricksiness. Um, all right, so one down. Uh, next immunity challenge was Space Cadet. Uh, this time we asked you to pair up, and I think we had everybody number themselves one through eight. So you're so Euphoria would be sitting somebody out, and uh, I believe uh, Mirth ordered themselves sort of by their favorite numbers, and then just kind of filled in the gaps after that. And meanwhile, Euphoria. Uh, Lord Shamrock sits out for you, and then you sorted everybody else alphabetically. <laughs> it turns out. Um, Heck yeah! Yeah, no, that's one way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at that like when you're kind of going head to head with somebody from the other tribe, like it's How like you, yeah. six shots to one to know what they're actually going to think, <laughs> especially when you haven't had like meaningful conversations with any of them, right? Um, so like it's you know you could have randomly just did a bot and said like oh this is your number this is your number this is your number um so at least there was some idea of kind of how to organize and i think it was you know at least consistent with yes. with, with that a little bit <laughs> for both tribes not just not just uh euphoria right yeah you end up being number four uh which paired you with spavi and uh yeah so so this the way this format was set up was we gave you a channel for your challenge and uh whenever you started you became locked out of all of your dms with everybody else so people who went earlier in the day got locked out for a fairly large amount of time uh from talking to anybody except the person they just played with which in some cases meant a lot of nothing <laughs> or in a couple of cases meant a bit more chatting than otherwise. Um, you and Spavi went sometime in the evening, right around, uh, looks like around when we started recording this podcast <laughs> today, <laughs> give or take. Um, and so what? It, how it worked was every, you know, couple of minutes, 
undetermined amount of time, a prompt would show up. It would ask you to do a couple of different tasks. Whoever did those tasks first would get some number of points associated with them. And then after a few seconds, the prompts would disappear. And then a couple of minutes would go by and another prompt and so on and so forth until you got to the end. And uh, beating your opponent was good, but not the actual thing that mattered as far as the challenge was concerned. It was total points from your tribe against total points from the other tribe. So, uh, you know, this is a speed-based, small sort of menial task type of challenge in most cases anyway. Um, How did you feel? How do you, I don't know, you, you mentioned having won some challenges in other orgs. So is this this type of thing something you expect to do well at or maybe not the fastest fingers how do you feel about it yeah i mean i've done a couple of head-to-head challenges in the past so one of the ones that i've done before was like the each player kind of picks a survivor and you have to ask the questions to get to the survivor the whoever your opponent survivor player is first Mm -hmm. um so i've done some of those and and was successful with that this was i was not expecting the quickness of this challenge (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was like, I was still trying to read and, and, and try to figure out what the hell I was going to do. Like, should I write this down? Like, what, you know, what, what is the, the thought process here? And by the, fir- the, by the time I was able to kind of figure that out, like, oh, shit, this disappears. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> so I had to kind of adapt to my strategy on the fly with that. And kind of, I was like, okay, like, what do I, what do I, what am I going to do here? And I think if I remember correctly, I think I was, I, I think I, I don't know what I did, honestly. And I don't even know, no, I don't even remember Swahi. So <laughs> to say that I played against them, like I, I didn't even remember that person. Um, Cause I wasn't, wasn't this the challenge that I was supposed to do something, but then something got me- messed up and then I had to sub in for somebody else. That's the or next that one. A different... That's the next oh, one. That's the next one. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So I, did, did I win this one? Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> so, so you had uh, difficulty scheduling it um, with Spavi's job. And so, oh yes, okay. Ultimately, we ended up having to do it like late, late in the night, like right before it was due. Uh, yeah, it, well, I think you, what happened was it was either um, wh- around when it ended up being, which was around seven, a little after seven p.m. Uh, Eastern, or it would have to be like ten thirty, eleven p.m. Eastern or so, and uh, he couldn't couldn't do it then, so we did it earlier, and he wasn't able to show up at the 7 30 time either so uh it was just you doing it <laughs> by yourself that's right that's right and i was like do i tell people <laughs> that it was just me because uh, i was like oh like if i don't like and then they think like i'm this awesome person um and, and able to like dominate challenges and i was like oh wait but that could like really be bad for me like if they do think i'm like really good at challenges because that means that i'm going to be like this physical beast in in things and Really, like I've won challenges, but my my odds of winning to losing, I lose a lot more than I win. Um, so that was not something that I wanted people to think. So I think I ended up telling them that he didn't show up. Mm. Um, if, if I remember, if my memory serves me correctly. Okay. Uh, yeah. So uh, the total there were ten prompts, I believe, and uh, if if somebody got every single question right for every single prompt, you would have gotten a hundred points. So a hundred points available in each matchup. Uh, you ended up finishing with a score of 31 to 0. Uh, very good for Ouch. your tribe, <laughs> ultimately. Um, like you said, it, it's, uh, you know, there are matchups that got less points than that. Um, 
<laughs> was uh, yeah, because that was one of the higher ones, right? I think so. I think oh, overall there were, I think three matchups that uh, did fairly well relative to the field, which were uh, Spenjamin in court had a total of like fifty four points. Uh, Steph and Bramble had a total of fifty four points, and then Bird and Waxler had a total of eighty three. Uh, which kind of outclassed the field for the most part. Um, But then you've got like Jimmy and Taylor only got 26 uh, court or um, Brendan and nay only got 24 Uh, SMM and Darcy got 22. So, you know, it it was tough for everybody for the most part, Um, uh, especially for the robot. I mean, yeah, apparently the bird and Waxler. <laughs> yeah right um yeah because like you uh each each prompt had a different sort of theme to it where it was like sort this alphabetically reverse alphabetically type these words backward do a little bit of math do some unscrambling um one of them was roman numerals one of them was flags from different countries um and then yes yes i remember yeah <laughs> i remember the, now <laughs> the the very last prompt Waxler was the only person who got any points for it because it was asking questions that were related to the um, sort of like the fluff that was involved in all the earlier prompts that have now been deleted. So, yep. <laughs> uh, and so I believe he was the he said he had screenshotted all of it, so he was the only one that got any points for that one. Um, <laughs> nice, smart though. No, it wor- worked out uh, for him. Unfortunately, it wasn't enough for Mirth as. You win the next this immunity challenge as well by a score of one seventy nine to one forty nine. We love to see it. Absolutely, back to back immunity wins, safe again. Sending the other tribe to tribal council. It's it doesn't get much better than that. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Uh, yeah. No. Yeah. That. That was. Yeah. That was a, a crazy one too. Um, because I, you know, one I wasn't anticipating, you know, kind of winning that match, but I was glad that, you know, they didn't show up, <laughs> which made it a little bit easier. So there wasn't that kind of added pressure. But mm. because of that, like I wish I would have scored a little bit higher as well. Sure. Uh, but it is what it is. It wasn't the worst, <laughs> and it wasn't the best. So it it kind of played into my strategy of not drawing attention to myself, I guess, right in the middle. Right. Uh, overall. Right. Uh mirth they'll go to tribal council and this time uh, they will vote for uh spavi uh, just the it became uh the culture over there became very uh challenge strength first and mm. well if you get no points in the immunity challenge you probably did the worst so that kind of is how it turned out Yes, yes, yeah. yes. That was my 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 first victim right there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Just if we're keeping track. <laughs> okay, that's one one on the tally. Um, <laughs> so then the next challenge, which you kind of t- uh, alluded to, is carnival games. Uh, similar setup in that you'll be facing one on one with somebody else on their side. The difference being that this time you're all doing different tasks. And uh, you'll also be uh, sorting each other based on a very vague description we provided for each of these tasks. And uh, this time the outcome is dependent on whether or not you beat the person you're going up against. So, uh, yes, you were supposed to be 
I believe, in the shooting gallery for the most accurate players. And then uh, something... We, we had been testing the challenges, I think even like that earlier that same day. And when I, I, I thought I'd cleared all the channels from the testing evidence and I missed one and that was the channel that I gave bird access to when I was about to start the challenge for them. So they could not participate in the crab dash against Choco Beans. And uh, after some uh, finagling and whatnot, uh, we ended up swapping the two of you and you took over the responsibilities of the crab dash yes yes and i i, I think i, I don't i, I think I'm, I'm pretty sure i lost that one right you did yes uh, yeah <laughs> uh so the way this one worked was uh it, I, I i always liked there was a game at uh the, the amusement parks i remember going to as a kid where like you would roll a ball kind of like a ski ball up a up a ramp and you try to get it into a the the largest point hole and then it would move your horse like along the path uh further the higher the number you got or whatever which was kind of the challenge i was trying to emulate when we made this and so how it worked was you'd get a question or you'd get two questions one that was considered either easier or considered something you could just google for one point <laughs> or something that you probably couldn't google or couldn't uh you know, you'd either have to know it or you didn't. That was worth two points. And whoever, whichever one of you got to uh, 15 points in total first would win. So if you knew more two-point questions, that would probably be better. But, you know, if you spend a lot of time trying to get a two-point question, maybe somebody who's doing a lot of one points could catch up if they're going faster, that sort of thing. Um, and, yeah, so you were up against Choco Beans here. Um, yeah, I don't know. D Again, this is more speed-based stuff, but uh, how did you... I don't know if you remember much from, from doing this one. Yeah, I don't remember the questions. I remember Choco Beans like, being like insanely fast at it, <laughs> which was, you know, like the speed-based challenges are, are <laughs> typically not my, my strength, as we saw for the last one, too. Um, so that's why I, was, I wanted to kind of go for the accuracy one. Um, but, you know, I u definitely use that to my advantage as well. I'm um, just kind of saying, like, hey, I had to step into this, you know, this challenge, um, which was not something that I, I thought that I was comfortable or confident in. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> and it proved to be true. Um, <laughs> as, far, as far as the questions are concerned, I don't remember the questions and I don't remember the percentage of who got what right or or, or that. Um, I just remember thinking, like, oh, Choco's going to be a badass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, let's see, you did... Uh, 39 times 32 divided by the amount of arms an octopus has for two points. Uh, oh, yes. <laughs> 156. Uh, how many squares on a standard bingo card? 25. Uh, first spacecraft to visit Neptune for two points was Voyager 2. Uh, and then one that really stuck you for a long time uh, was... So the two questions here were, what was the final... Com combined final score for space cadets for one point or for two points how many possible dm channels are there with two tribes of nine and i am not sure which one of these you were trying to answer at first um, <laughs> i don't know because <laughs> like both answers are like uh, large numbers uh but you guessed you started you got this question at 731 and the answer didn't 
you didn't get a right answer until 749. Um, and I think, let's see, the answer is 326. It sounds like the, yeah, you did the, um, you ended up doing the, the Space Cadets combined final score for that one. But yeah, that, that was the sticking point, I think, of this challenge for you. Uh, was that one right there? Um, for two points, type the first three letters of the screen names of all the players on your tribe alphabetically. You did that one. Uh, for two points, type the names of these emojis in alphabetical order. Got that one. Um, type the letters of the name of this season in alphabetical order, which you did for one point. How many players rode the Ferris wheel the maximum 10 times? One point. Uh, type the names of the two tribes alphabetically without vowels for one point. <laughs> uh, what is the capital of Montana for one point? Uh, and so on and so forth. Um, and so eventually your crab crosses the finish line. It looks like it takes you about 35 minutes. And it uh, looks like it takes choco beans about 20 29 minutes no 20 22 minutes or so um so yeah just just a little faster and uh that that was the difference i guess <laughs> um yeah because <laughs> because so like this is a matchup based challenge there were seven matchups and the final result was mirth winning four to three so uh a little faster and and it would have been changed the entire outcome it's true it's true but at the same token like while it would have been nice to win you know kind of three in a row <laughs> you don't have any way to kind of test loyalties either at that point in time right if, if a tribe is safe you know and kind of until they go to merge or if they have to you know do a tribe swap or whatever then there's no real test of what relationships that you built so you don't truly know who you can actually actually trust in that situation so i think that you know having mirth kind of gone to tribal the first two times and then having us kind of take that turn i think that was beneficial for us because it kind of allowed us to have some form of you know yes i can actually believe in these people and they're going to tell me the truth kind of situation <laughs> but at the same time i know that that first tribal because i was playing a little bit more under the radar that i was an option for people to kind of send home um which was a little scary hearing that. Um, so I, that was kind of the turning point that I knew I had to kind of turn it up a little bit more mm -hmm. um, to not just be kind of passive in, in my approach and my game style, but to, to be a little bit more present and to be a little bit more involved with, you know, not only decision-making, but just discussions in general, um, because I was, I was trying to downplay it so much that it actually ended up kind of, that for that first vote that we actually did go to tribal it, it could have backfired on me um but i i think i rebounded from that quickly and was able to kind of turn that narrative around a little bit yes i i would agree with that um in terms of like winning the cup a couple of the early challenges or or just being on a tribe that uh especially an untested one that spends an, a longer amount of time before they end up having to go to vote somebody out uh does it make it harder in that scenario to find, uh, for lack of a better word, like a scapegoat? Like when you look at the first boot of a season, it's hard. Generally speaking, it's it's either they really tanked the first challenge, or 
you know, it's some sort of, you know, reason that just kind of happened sometimes, you know, sometimes it's just the first thing people throw out there that people just kind of rally around or there's, there's, there can often be very little reasoning actually to that decision um, because you just, you haven't had a lot of time with these people to get to know them very well. Whereas you and, and Euphoria going to, to tribal for the first time, you know, a week into the game um, have had that time. So does that make it easier or harder to vote the first person out of the tribe? I think in some situations, it definitely makes it harder because you're looking at the relationships that you have with those individuals and you're trying to, to identify which ones are stronger. So you're essentially doing the same thing like in a, a you know first boot kind of situation where that is the first boot for Gore Tribe. So where does everyone kind of lie? What is the power structure? Um, so I think that that has a lot to do with how kind of individuals kind of go into that thinking. Um, so it can it can definitely go both both ways in in regards to that though. Um, so you know, for our tribe, I think that we just identified after two uh, three challenges, and I can't remember if Lord Sham won his uh, third challenge there or not. But the first two, like. Lord Sham kind of tanked on. So like it was it, for us in that situation, I think it was a little bit easier to navigate through that because while, you know, for me, while, while I wasn't super active in, in conversations, like I was still pulling the weight that I needed to pull for the tribe to not always end up back in tribal. <laughs> sure. Um, so I think that's kind of what you have to, what individuals were kind of looking at. And I ultimately think that that's probably what saved me in that situation as because I did, while I wasn't as talkative, I was still there to, you know, have discussions when it was necessary and showed up for, for the challenges um, and, you know, showed that I was a team player in regards to switching last minute with Bird um, for the challenge that we had done that led us into Tribal Council. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, uh, Shamrock sat out the second challenge, um, was the only person who didn't get the full 10 in the first challenge did win his matchup here in the third one but it was the lucky challenge so you know how it's hard to kind of gauge you know winning a challenge that is for all intents and purposes like 95 percent luck <laughs> as opposed to the other tasks that were far more uh skill-based um yeah so the majority does end up on shamrock there is for a nine-person tribal council for the first one of the tribe, this was this ends up being a little messier than I think most people probably would have wanted or expected when Spenjamin and Taylor don't show up to vote here at this tribal council. Uh, I believe Spenjamin slept through it uh, and Taylor was AWOL. And, Taylor was being Taylor. <laughs> yeah. And then you had Shamrock voting uh, for Spenjamin. But also Nay uh, joining him to vote against Benjamin. Um, was that a, a name that was on the table in your for you that you had to any had to really decide between, or was it pretty much just Shamrock from where you were sitting? Uh, in that situation, I think that you know Benjamin. I had better conversations with Benjamin than I did with Shamrock. Um, so for me, Benjamin wasn't on the table um, for for me in that that for that decision to be made um i know that i i want to say and i would have to kind of look back but i thought that nay was the one that threw spongebob out first i could be wrong on that 
Um, but I was trying to, you know, make sure that in that situation that because she threw out Benjamin's name, that I could use her kind of as a, a shield kind of moving forward because Benjamin would want to go after Nay. Um, so I was at that point, I was just kind of trying to build and, and kind of surround myself with options that would be taken out prior to myself. Mm-hmm. And in that situation, uh, that was it, because Shamrock had done so poorly on challenges um, or set out or, you know, XYZ. That was just the easiest option with no blood on my hands. And it was the path of least resistance at that point in time. It helped to strengthen the tribe because we had people there that were actually willing to play. Um, and it also just kind of created some some animosity, I guess, if you will, because Spongeman was then mad at everyone that voted for for him. And I think I think Steph actually voted for Spen at that point too, didn't she? Um, I thought she voted with off on that one for some, from the rest of us. No, she was a Shamrock vote that time. Was she Sam? Yep. Gotcha. She does have an off vote or two later down the line, but. Uh, no, she she voted with the majority this time around. Gotcha. So yeah, that was that was my thought process though. <laughs> nope. I checks out, makes sense. Um I think it it was uh it definitely ends up, you know, being kind of the a, a piece of the puzzle as to the the nay vote later on. Um the fact that she ends up being on the wrong side of both of the first two votes uh that mm-hmm. Euphoria goes to. So all right. Uh, yes. So she just had to. She had to take the fall for that one. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Um. So you vote out your first first person. It's Lord Shamrock in a five to two vote. Uh, you now have eight people to Mirth's seven, still with the majority. And so we're three cycles into into the season now, and you know, fifteen people. Uh, not that we haven't done swaps at fifteen before, but. Um, we're kind of at that point where typically you're looking for, waiting for, expecting a swap to happen or something in that nature. Um, I don't know. Is there a point in, in the, in the game where you stop waiting for a swap or, or is it just kind of like a, I wonder if it's this time. I wonder if it's this time, you know? I, yeah, I, that's a great question though. Like, I think that most people typically anticipate it at, you know, 15, 14 kind of thing. Um, where 15, like, you would split into seven, and then one would go to, like, exile or, you know, whatever the, the kind of twist is for that theme of the season. Um, I think that once you kind of get into, like, 13, 12, I think that's when you kind of start not expecting a swap to kind of happen. Um, because at that point, like, your, your borderline merge at that point in time. Not to say that some <laughs> orgs have not done that in the past, Um but like it's least likely to happen at that or less likely to happen at that point in time um so i think that we were all still anticipating something along those lines uh, kind of until we got to that point (laughs) okay but surprisingly it never happened no (laughs) it never did uh so uh at 15 uh we have the fourth challenge which was the roller coaster um you had uh i guess seven people from your tribe doing uh, various tasks that were designed to uh, emulate the way a roller coaster worked or I guess if a roller coaster worked in, in the way that we kind of designed this challenge it wouldn't be that great but um, it took some of the more sort of signature 
aspects of a roller coaster and tried to turn them into tasks for you to do. Uh, so, um, was, uh, were you the one that said out of this one? I feel like I did. I, like, I don't remember this one. I think so. I'm scrolling through the channel. I don't see your profile picture here at all. So I think you did. I, I, it's not in the key events notes, but I, I think you're the one who said out of this one. Uh, it might actually be in the channel. Uh, no. Okay. I think you said out of this one, but, um, so, uh, long and short of it, uh, you counted a lot, then you counted some more, then you did some math, then a couple of people got on a voice channel and read really long sentences to each other. <laughs> and then everyone who didn't get on a voice channel counted a little bit more, this time with letters. Then you had to solve a jigsaw puzzle. Then you had to post some pictures of water that you could find from anywhere. Then you had to do a very small scavenger hunt. And then finally, you had to do another um, counting. It wasn't exactly counting, but it, it achieved the same purpose um, task at the end. Altogether, uh, it ended up taking the Euphoria tribe uh, an hour and 43 minutes with 15 penalty minutes tacked on there. So uh, an hour and 28 uh, raw time, hour 43 total, uh, which was, in this case, good enough as it took Mirth about an hour and... Uh, hour and forty-two-ish minutes. No, hour and hour and fifty-two minutes with about twenty minutes of penalty time for them. So, uh, Euphoria. Let's see, I've gone through that challenge a few times now. I don't think there were any like glaring issues that came up. Um, <laughs> your tribe took their time when they needed to and developed a strategy, <laughs> which was something that Mirth struggled with, and that was kind of the difference ultimately i mean that's kind of par for the course though i feel like for the entire season like yeah. if you look at the the two tribes like on on mirth like you had bramble you had choco you had waxler you had court like those are all some strong personalities mm -hmm. um on that tribe so like if you're looking at it from that kind of perspective like everybody's going to have their own kind of idea of how they want to do the challenge. And I don't, I think that those individuals kind of have a, not, and I'm not saying this in a bad way, but like a, a weight, they, they don't know necessarily how to listen to one another in that situation. Um, because it's, it's kind of a shouting match of like, no, we're going to do it my way. No, we're going to do it my way kind of thing. And I think that that's kind of where our tribe had some different dynamics because we did listen in those situations and, and tried to find ways that, we could incorporate everyone's idea into something or if somebody had a better idea, like we were there to support that and say, Hey, no, absolutely. Let's do that. Well, in this situation and this, for this challenge, like I didn't, I, you know, as you were kind of talking through everything that happened, like there's no freaking way that I did this challenge because I don't remember it at all, <laughs> <laughs> especially sure. with that many steps. Yeah. Um, but I think that just kind of knowing that too, like having everyone kind of go into that. And I, I do remember afterwards that somebody, that was the other thing that kind of helped nay out at the, at for the next vote is because she did something was it something with pants or <laughs> like yeah i remember i remember there was something about pants yeah so she had to put pants on <laughs> yes yeah, so during the uh scavenger hunt uh there were 10 items and seven people and the way it worked was um the first image of each item that was submitted counted didn't matter who posted it and if anybody on your team didn't post 
any one of the images, you'd get a penalty. So uh, if, for example, one person just didn't pay attention and posted like six or seven items rapid fire, all of a sudden you have four items left and six people. So two of them are guaranteed to get penalties, right? So you have to kind of take a second and figure out like who's going to get what so that everyone can get at least one thing. And I believe the item that one of the items Nay ended up posting was a, an umbrella. And uh, so she had said at one point, like, hold on, I got to put on my pants to take the picture of the umbrella. <laughs> and at the time, it was like kind of this big thing, like, well, not a big thing, really. But like, there was a reaction to it of like, why? What's <laughs> what do you mean you have to put on your pants to take a picture of an umbrella? Well, um, I believe we kind of uh, I say we, but I, I think when I was talking with Jordan, we kind of cracked this case because the picture of the umbrella, it kind of looks like it was in the trunk of her car. So <laughs> the reason so she had to go outside to take the picture, which is like, okay, that makes a lot of sense now. Um, <laughs> but I remember it being something that was like, really? You have to put your pants on for that? And then, no, it looks like it was taken in the picture of the trunk of her car. So that's uh, that's like actually hilarious <laughs> we call that the pants gate right because like i remember like jordan came up to me and she's like she she had to put freaking pants on i was like what do you mean she had to put pants on and she's like she wasn't wearing pants i'm like do you need pants for that <laughs> and i think darcy had said something as well so it was like it was legit pants gate i yeah it was a bigger <laughs> i don't know it, it wasn't like obviously we we're gonna have much bigger moments from this season later on down the line but <laughs> at the time that was like a thing it was our first scandal it was our first scandal <laughs> it was um and uh yeah it it no we we figured it out i don't know if anybody realized uh that she had to go out to the car um in the moment but uh if if we if you don't remember she did <laughs> and we support putting pants on to go out to the car <laughs> <laughs> we do we do um so uh you win another immunity challenge three out of four now uh mirth heading back to tribal council uh where this time they're gonna vote out brendan five to two and uh they'll be down to six people uh to your eight getting down getting down there I, I was looking like uh, I just kind of did a quick recap prior to us kind of connecting tonight, and like there were like four people that I never met that I still don't know who they are. <laughs> like... No, that's that's fair. Uh, that'll that'll happen when you don't have a swap, uh, right? Um, like, oh, okay, well, it's okay. <laughs> so uh, next immunity challenge number five was your first individual challenge this was the go-karts white knuckles challenge that we did on a google sheet and (laughs) both tribes did it separately so no one was really sitting out and uh it you know i think you know the roller coaster was complicated in the sense that you know you're doing a lot of different things and in sequence and it's all you know the time's running the entire time so you know, there's a bit of a anxious uh, making sure you're able to kind of like shift your thinking from one side, one uh, one direction to the other, sort of thing. In that, but 
this go-kart challenge i feel like is is the most complicated rules rulesy challenge that we have this season um as evidenced by the many, many rules questions that I was answering from everybody throughout the entirety of running this challenge. Um, yeah, do you remember doing this uh, at all? I do remember this one, and I remember like several of my 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 submissions were like, no, you have to do this. <laughs> I was like, oh, son of a bitch. So yes, I do remember this one, and I remember Jordan and Darcy crashing into me. <laughs> Sounds, or at least Jordan. Yes, no, <laughs> sounds about right. Um, so uh, we had one giant go-kart track. We started uh, Euphoria at the top and Mirth at the bottom. You only had to complete half a lap because we learned in testing that a full lap would take forever. So, and I think like by the time you get halfway through, uh, it's really hard to get back, a, to come back from a deficit by that point. So... Uh, yeah, it's you and the other seven people from Euphoria racing against each other, uh, which means that your half of this race was a lot more crowded than Mirth's by virtue of having just six people, including uh, Jimmy, who didn't participate, so really only five. And there were a lot of crashes <laughs> going on, I do remember. Um, yes. <laughs> so many. Uh, but one of the other aspects to this was uh, there were three spots on the track that if you stopped on them, you would get some sort of information advantage thing. Um, and they were positioned in such a way that if you landed on them, well, that was not conducive to winning <laughs> the race quite so much. Uh, and you are the only one on your tribe uh, to land in the first, in, I guess in any of these spots, on, uh, ultimately, but in the first spot for for Euphoria, which I believe gave you the information that the there merge... There was no merge. Well, right? no swap, right? Oh, yes, no swap. And, so, and then the merge was at 11. Uh, so if both tribes are going to tribal with 14 people left, you knew you would know that one person would be voted out from each tribe, and then there'd be one more challenge, and then the merge is what you found out um you also you started this challenge a little late so uh we get about 75 60 70 75 percent of the way through it and uh, eventually everybody decides to just pack it in and call it a day um <laughs> i don't know how do you how did you feel about the challenge as an actual challenge uh and then how did you feel about the information that you received so the challenge I thought, like, this was a unique challenge. Like, a lot of the challenges that we did this season um, were very unique and things that I've never done before um, for an org. So I appreciated that fact. Um, this one, it was a little confusing at the beginning, I think. But once we kind of got the, the hang of it and we kind of understood, I think it was easier to kind of navigate. Mm -hmm. um, the, the biggest thing, I think, for this one was that we, I, I want to say we didn't know where everybody was going Right, which made it challenging to kind of figure out what the best path was to kind of take. Um, so I, that was the only thing that I remember being like, oh, this is kind of luck-based because, you know, like there obviously is some strategy in terms of, you know, do you go down, do you go up? Like, how are you moving here? <laughs> um, but like not knowing and in, in doing it kind of um, simultaneously 
but just not being able to see it made it that much more challenging uh, to kind of navigate. As far as the information was concerned, like I was super happy and pumped to get that information because exactly what you said, it was, I knew that if we won this one, then there were two more kind of tribal councils to navigate to get us to, to that merging point. Um, and I don't think I told anybody about that, or I told, I think I maybe I mentioned a lie, <laughs> um, or I only gave partial information. So I wasn't going to get caught into a lie, um, with that. So I think I told, I think the only person I told was Jordan. Um, and I don't know if I told her everything in regards to that. Um, but I definitely use that information to, to my advantage to make sure that, you know, it kind of set me up for, for merge, um, at that point in time. Right. So this being an individual challenge, uh, Bird's going to end up winning an immunity here for your tribe. The, does that outcome impact, in your opinion, like the conversations that end up happening about this vote? Or was Bird not really a factor in that in those conversations to begin with, so it didn't really make a difference? I mean, I, for that vote specifically, because we were still Bird, Jordan, and Darcy and I were still working together. Bird wasn't going anywhere anyway, so he was a, his immunity win was irrelevant in that situation, um, or their immunity win was irrelevant in that situation. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, that obviously put the rest of us kind of in jeopardy for that. However, that was kind of the the time that we used the information that we had on Nay. Um, for well, no, that because Mirth went back to tribal for that. So just kidding. Um, so no, it didn't. Yeah, his immunity win had no impact on on the game, um, other than everyone or showing that he was a, or they, they were a, a kind of a challenge threat that we kind of saw repeatedly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I think uh, I forget what day it was that the challenge happened, but Mirth went to tribal council first. Uh, the next day, and then the day after that was your tribal council. Um, we also dropped into your camp channel the day for, of Mirth's tribal council and told you, hey, there's a couple of tickets you can find in sub channels if you want to go spectate their tribal council. Cool. Uh, and then I think uh, their tribal council was pretty boring, <laughs> ultimately. <laughs> um, Darcy and Spenchman were the ones who got tickets, so they got to spectate it. Uh, but they... Pretty, pretty straightforward, came in and voted unanimously to send Jimmy home. Uh, so Jimmy goes out in 14th. And so, and then it's, this is when we get the uh, insanity uh, chaos of Taylor. Um, what, I don't, like, I, I, it's interesting, like, Obviously, if you're somebody who was directly involved in this situation, like Darcy and Taylor were, like, lots of opinions, lots of thoughts. Uh, if you're somebody who is uh, connected to those people closely, um, as Jordan and Bird were, also thoughts, opinions. You were a little further distanced from this situation than they were. So I'm curious how much you even, like, understood what was even happening at the time. So, yes so uh, i know i know that taylor came up to me and he was trying to target i, I want to say it was darcy mm -hmm. um i'm trying to recap here um yeah i want to say it was darcy and i knew at that point in time like losing darcy like wasn't an option because i needed 
Jordan and Bird to trust me in that situation to, to continue to solidify that four. So that wasn't an option for me. I was trying to get the vote onto someone else, um, I believe, because I didn't want Taylor to go home there either. But at some, but I didn't volunteer a name either. At some point, I knew that it was going to be a losing decision or a losing, you know, kind of game to keep Taylor because how he kind of responded in that situation. Um, he was kind of going AWOL. <laughs> like he was just kind of acting insane a little bit, just in terms of gameplay, right? Like, I, nothing against Taylor. Yeah. Um, but the, the the tactics that he was using to try to, to stay safe, he didn't know that Jordan, everything that he was telling Jordan, Jordan and I were fact-checking with each other. Um, so we had already kind of established what we were going to do, and I believe that... I don't, and I don't know how closely Jordan was talking with Bird and Darcy about that situation, but I thought that Jordan and I were kind of the, the votes that were deciding if it was going to be Taylor or Darcy. And I think her and I had kind of discussed that, you know, it's smarter to keep Darcy versus Taylor in the situation because, you know, he's proven that he can kind of stir up this drama and create chaos that, you know, we didn't necessarily need. Um, mm -hmm at that point in time um and, and me knowing the information that i had about the merge too that was my decision to say like okay like who do i who do i want to kind of see in the merge who do i not want to see in the merge how is that going to impact the rest of my game um for for the time that is left as well and the the ultimate decision was that taylor was too much of a liability at that point in time even though i did want to to work with him <laughs> I had to kind of cut ties and, and be like, well, nope, this is fine because I have this pathway forward with Darcy, Jordan, and Bird. Um, so I'm not going to stick my neck out for one person when I have these three that, you know, will be burned if I vote a different way. <laughs> yes. Uh, so um, let's see. This, some of the accusations, and uh, I think a lot of the, there was a lot of um, confusion and uh just just i don't know just loudness i guess coming from taylor during this these like, two days <laughs> um but one of the things that he he kind of latched onto uh and and really tried to drive home as as a way to kind of get this target on darcy was the existence of and implementation of a neural link I don't know that he it took he did not know the name of it until um I think the night before you go to vote because he in 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 his conversations he ends up with this theory that there's a way to talk to people in the other tribe uh and you know depending on when you asked him uh changed what he thought who he thought was connected and why he thought they were connected but then um, that night, so the night after the Mirth Tribal Council, Nay finds the third neural link on your side and tells Taylor about it. So now his crackpot ridiculous theory is actually proven to probably be true, which is crazy. Um, and now he has like the right term for it. And so when he's going to t Darcy uh, or Bird, and you know accusing them or telling other people and and with references now re referencing the Neuralink now like he's got the right words right he knows that the like you wouldn't think to call something a neural link if you didn't see it already right 
Um, I know I, in looking back at his DMs with Spenjamin, he posted, he was like just l- throwing everything he could at Spenjamin. <laughs> I get any of it to stick. And Spenjamin just kind of shrugged and said like, that was, that doesn't, you're, you're crazy <laughs> in as many words. Um, so I'm curious, uh, and this is something that's going to be very prevalent at tribal council too, because that's pretty much all we're going to talk about at tribal council this time. Um, <laughs> is this connection between Bird and or Darcy with the other side. And you know that this is a real thing because you have your own neural link. And I believe you set it up with Waxler on this day, some point. Um, and so I don't know how, if you knew exactly who Bird was connected to it yet or not. Um, but I, I don't know. So like, I guess like having some of this knowledge already makes the impact of taylor kind of theoretically dropping a truth bomb kind of lessen a moot point yeah. yeah so it's not something that's necessarily going to sway you in that sense um but you know he, he he basically just keeps trying to build up bird and darcy as this duo but i almost get the impression that like that's actually fine with you yeah like at that point in time like so if anything like that helped me know that based off of the accusations that he was Taylor was throwing around that I knew that bird had a neural link and I knew that he was connected to, or they were connected to Bramble cat. I knew that I had one and I, I couldn't remember if I was connected to wax at that point or not, but I knew I had one. We didn't know if there was going to be more, but knowing that how that Nada was Nada had the other one makes sense in terms of how he found out what it was actually called because I knew bird didn't say anything and I knew I didn't say anything. So that meant somebody had one. But I also knew that if Darcy did have one, then Bird and Jordan would have known and I would have known about it as well. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't concerned that Darcy had a Neuralink at that point in time. So I just thought it was funny because Taylor was trying to create something out of nothing, <laughs> which was that whole chaos factor yeah. um, that he was he was kind of thriving on. And had he not done that, I don't think that he would have been the one that went home. But because he got caught in that with Darcy with Jordan and with Bird that kind of forced everyone's hands at that point in time and it became a, the situation was is it going to be Darcy or is it going to be Taylor and right. Taylor was the one that was causing the, the the drama at that point in time so Darcy just kind of like low and was like I don't know what you're talking about like you're crazy <laughs> like so you know that was that was kind of how it how, kind of how it played out but had had Taylor not kind of gone out the deep end I don't think that Taylor would have been the one that went home that time. No, I I think that that's true. Um, yeah, it's uh, I, I don't know. Is there a way that you feel like he could have approached targeting Dar- someone like Darcy at this point in time that might have worked? I think had he approached, like, had he drawn in Jordan and myself. Because obviously Jordan was apprehensive of Darcy the entire time. Yeah. Um, I think that it was just a, a a alliance of convenience for all of us that you know we not, didn't necessarily always trust one another. And I had Jordan's back one hundred percent. And I was I was more I was closer to Jordan than I was to Bird, but I was closer to Bird more than I was to Darcy. So that's kind of that dichotomy. And I knew that Bird was closer to Darcy than he was to me. And I knew Jordan was closer to me than she was to Bird or Darcy. <laughs> so it's kind of like, 
I, if you follow any of that, we might need to make a flow chart here. <laughs> um, so I think that had Taylor kind of approached Jordan and myself, maybe pulled in Nay in that situation, um, and maybe Steph, because Steph was pretty – she was non-committal in a lot of sense. Um, she was making decisions that were beneficial for herself. Mm-hmm. But I think that Steph could have been swayed at that point in time to – see how, how how much of a target or how much of a threat Darcy could have been at that point in time had the situation been approached or addressed in, in a, a calmer kind of fashion. Okay. I think that's I think that's feasible. Um so <laughs> you get to tribal council and I guess uh I guess this now is as good a time as any to ask how you felt about the tribal council format. <laughs> um being live and and uh you know taking 30-ish minutes typically um yeah i don't know how that was yeah sorry go ahead yeah no you're good that was unique and i actually liked that um it's it's one of those things like it's not just posted like where you 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 know when you're answering those questions like you have to kind of internalize how you're going to answer those questions if you're posting that like you know 24 hours ahead of time right because how you answer those questions people are going to interpret a certain way whereas being live at that point in time like there's not a lot of time to process that information (laughs) so you can speak more freely and more truthfully in your answers um and and not kind of have that be a consideration in in a lot of things obviously like you know you can take it at face value for for a lot of those things and, and people are observing those things so knowing if in that situation, knowing if you are on the chopping block helps to navigate that a little bit better as well, um, because you know what you should say and what you shouldn't say <laughs> in that situation. But I actually appreciated that format because it was it was unique and it kind of drew everyone together to kind of be engaged in that in that moment and in that tribal, which made the tribals more impactful, I think. Um, because I mean, it always sucks to lose somebody, um, in those situations. And as you kind of continue and and continue to build those relationships, it gets tougher and tougher. Um, but it it definitely kind of helped unify and and provided some comedic relief at times (laughs) when it was necessary. (laughs) Sure. Absolutely. Uh, so this time, uh, your second, uh, trip to tribal council, you get to have some spectators from Mirth, uh, Choco Beans, SMM and Waxler, all had tickets they get to watch the show (laughs) oh yes um and uh you know it is my uh i guess responsibility to try to make these entertaining i suppose and gosh do i love it when somebody is willing to just bring everything up (laughs) without me dragging (laughs) it out of them Uh, oh yes (laughs) taylor more than happy to to lay all the dirty laundry out in front of everybody um which was great and so you know everything that most of you had been you know either trying to put out fires for for the past day or trying to ignore for the past day or just whatever for the past day kind of comes to the forefront again and this time it's not just in front of the other people in your tribe you also have half more than half of mirth is there to watch it too and while most of you at euphoria knew a lot of this information you have no idea how much any of these any you know waxler and and chaco beans and uh smm might have known about any of these things so 
how i don't know is that something that's you know you're thinking about as this happens or uh is it you know since most of this is coming from taylor and darcy and and you're one of the few people who's able to just kind of let it happen um is it something you just kind of have to like all right well if it if it ends up mattering for me i'll cross that bridge when i get there yeah i would definitely say that like i kind of looped in waxler so he kind of knew ahead of time what kind of what was happening mm-hmm. in terms of things so i i don't know what he had said to other people or, or in that situation but i definitely gave him a heads up like you know this it's going to be between like darcy and, and taylor kind of situation and um kind of navigated that way that way i was covered in that situation but i didn't have a my hand wasn't forced to respond in in the actual you know tribal uh chat because it didn't involve me i i also had to protect the the neural link that waxler and i had while also protecting the one that bird had with bramble (laughs) so it was in my best interest at that time to lay low say nothing and pretend i was stupid (laughs) (laughs) fair enough um yeah uh i eventually i i shut everything down so that people can stop yelling at each other uh and then (laughs) what yeah (laughs) that didn't happen (laughs) it kind of calmed things down a little bit i guess um and then uh, of course uh, a few minutes after that taylor ends up like posting giant chunks of dms from uh his his channel with darcy and uh and so on and so forth um i see a couple of interjected uh gifts that you posted in this conversation here (laughs) just to take the edge off um but but that was that was also part of my strategy right like i wanted to be a fun person Yes. I wanted to not always necessarily be the serious individual. Like I wanted people to have a good time when they were interacting with me to build that, that camaraderie with them. So it didn't seem like I was out to get them and, and essentially like vote them out. <laughs> so that was, that was definitely strategic in a sense. <laughs> no, I, I think, I think it helps. Absolutely. Um, I, I, it almost kind of in a way presents yourself as this spectator to this other group of people at your tribal council and you know can kind of make it seem like you are on the same level as uh the mirths who are there watching it you know exactly yeah i'll I'll take that yeah it's a great idea great (laughs) idea (laughs) um so you had decided you're voting for dar uh for, for taylor here did you ever feel like that that the outcome was not going to be taylor was there any kind of concern or hesitation about whether you know taylor could get people to vote for darcy i didn't no i didn't think that taylor had the agency to do that um especially knowing how the four of us were kind of already voting for taylor um so i didn't think that there was any any concern for for that vote to be flipped at that point in time my concern ended up being during like my consideration for that vote was obviously like I knew Taylor was going to go AWOL. Um, but how do I navigate Bird and Darcy? Because Bird and Darcy are going to be this tight duo. And meanwhile, Jordan and I were the same, but I knew it was going to be hard to, if not at this opportunity, when was going to be the opportunity to take out Darcy to draw Bird closer to me. 
Hmm. Um, so that was kind of what I was con- kind of contemplating at that uh, at that point in time, because if Darcy's name's out there, like that's a great opportunity to just kind of jump on the bandwagon for that. But at the same time, you have to like Darcy had not given me a reason at that point in time to not trust what she was saying. So I had to take that into consideration as well um, to, to try to protect, um, you know, the, the four personal lines that we had um, and, and four people are stronger than, you know, two in that situation mm-hmm. so that's kind of that was that was my thought process behind it like it was always going to be taylor based off of the the four of us we just had to pull in one more person which wouldn't have been a big big thing because darcy had good working relationships with most people yes. which which was another thing right her social strategy or her social game was uh, something to, that we had to, to kind of keep in mind as well but i knew that she was going to be able to at least get one more vote so i knew that Taylor was for sure going to be the the target at that point in time. Okay. Uh, So uh, we come to the votes here. Taylor, Darcy, Taylor, Darcy, Taylor, Taylor, Darcy. Four votes for Taylor, three votes for Darcy, one vote left. And Taylor's fifth vote uh, makes him the sixth person voted out of Nexus Park. And so uh, it ends up being Bird, Darcy, yourself, Spenjamin and Steph voting for Taylor with Taylor, Nay, and Jordan voting for Darcy. Yeah. How how do we feel about that? I mean, it was what it was. Like <laughs> I I think at that moment, like I, I think that if Jordan would have just kind of stuck with the plan, I don't think that there would have been I think the four of us could have had a, a longer run in the game than we did. But that was the point right there that kind of set our alliance into this turmoil of, of nothing. Um, you had you had Jordan then fighting with Darcy. Jordan actually came at me one, at one point about that whole situation. I was like, oh, wait, calm down. Like, that's not, what, that's not how this works. Like, that's not what I said. Um, and then you had Bird and I trying to navigate the two of them, which when we all kind of got together and we snuck off, I, I think it was in the next episode, we kind of snuck off into one of the the camps and we were having like a little powwow about things um and we were trying to make sure that nobody was coming in while we we're doing that and having these discussions um <laughs> that was the that vote that jordan gave for darcy was what sealed our alliance fate <laughs> to be nothing <laughs> uh, unfortunate <laughs> but it was nice to it, it kind of put the game into motion and kind of set the pace for what the rest of the game is going to look like so in that sense, like it, 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 while it was chaotic and and maybe and I love Jordan to death, but maybe in that situation it might have been a little bit unnecessary. It also provided good opportunity to actually not play on. Oh, this is the weakest player based off challenge performance kind of thing. It actually gave us a reason to to analyze those relationships and and make decisions that were kind of best for our game, kind of moving forward. Right. No, that is that is a good point. Well. Uh... We're down to 12 people, so one more elimination before the merge. And we get to the final tribal immunity challenge, which is the swinging ship, uh, where you would count competitively against uh, either one-on-one or 2v2 in the same channel and try to out-count the other group. Um there were going to be three matchups, so you had to win two of the matchups to win immunity. 
uh, you were slated to be paired with Bird in the third of the three matchups based on uh, the scheduling that I think we let most of uh, you guys handle uh, amongst yourselves. And as it would turn out, uh, you weren't needed <laughs> because Mirth won the first two of those matchups and rendered the third matchup meaningless. Um, so didn't get a chance to do this one, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Competitive counting. How do we... I, I, I assume you've done counting challenges in other orcs at some point. Yes, I've done the uh, the bottles of beer. I've done those kinds of things in the past. Um, so, I mean, it, it, honestly, like us losing there, again, it wasn't super de detrimental for me because in that situation, like I didn't have a, an opportunity to compete. So mm -hmm. the individuals that did compete, like they were the they were the individuals that were kind of up for discussion at that point, right? Because mm -hmm. how did how did all you know six of you guys you know you all not or I, I don't remember how many were left at that point six or five, um, or it could have been more. How how did you how did you guys not how were you guys not successful in this? And then it came down to Bird and I would we didn't even get an opportunity to compete based off of you know the the poor performance that you guys all had for the challenge prior. Um, so that was my argument, <laughs> but had I needed it, right? Like it wasn't necessary at that point because at that point we were all, we were rediscussing the Nage situation. We, I re-brought up the Spongebob thing to, um, well, to the Nage vote on or how Nate was discussing Spongebob as a vote option. So I was re-opening re wounds mm -hmm. at that point in time um, so that the target was ultimately going to be a Nay which ended up, you know, not having pants and then not being able to count. Like, <laughs> it just kind of worked out in, in, in our favor there, um, it, which is kind of also when my parchments got a little creative with uh, the watch me whip, watch me nay nay. Yep. I love yep. that. That was my favorite one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I remember Spenjamin had one that had the same thing on it, and we didn't show his in the votes because i was like well i have two of these and yours is more legible oh gosh <laughs> and so i think spenjamin like messaged me after he's like why didn't you show my parchment it's so good oh gosh i was like oh sorry uh, <laughs> or something to yes. Like. Um, yes. <laughs> but no yeah you uh yeah i think i think being on the wrong side of the vote um just you know unfortunately not having the the social connections that you know when you're on a tribe with jordan and bird and darcy and yourself when if you don't have a social connection with that group of people like you're not going to make it very far if that group has to vote a lot so um yeah no uh pretty pretty quick straightforward six one nay vote it's true uh for darcy and jordan to start uh to heal the wounds a little bit there <laughs> but it didn't work <laughs> no uh-uh not quite not quite um but now that you're down to 11 people you can merge now you can find you can rally yourselves together to take on a very new threat in the mirth people you can you can redirect all that anguish toward them <laughs> which should have been the case because we uh, have the numbers <laughs> yeah uh so let's see merge feast 
11 people left. Um, the new merge tribe is called Eumerthia. Any opinions on the new merge tribe name? I, I mean, I thought it was, it was cute. It was clever. Okay. I didn't hate it. That's fine. <laughs> it, was, it was a nice combination of both of the tribes together. So I, I, I appreciated it. <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of uh, sounds like the Eurythmics. Like, I don't know if you're familiar with them, but that's what it kind of reminded me of. I was like, ooh, okay. I can get, I can get down with this. Okay. Um, you get your first chance. So, like, you have uh, five people from original Euphoria coming with you. You have your neural link with Waxler, and then uh, SMM, Court, Choco Beans, and Bramble are new to you in in a sense. Um, I don't know. How did, did you get along with them? Did you find any connections with, with those new new folks? Yeah, I mean, I definitely. Uh had connections with so smm uh and jordan kind of wanted to they smm kind of mentioned that he wanted to work with jordan and i uh, in a sense and i didn't know how i felt about that (laughs) um so i was kind of you know kind of assessing that situation and, and kind of see you know what that looks like um but also i had really good i had really good conversations with bramble and Choco, and I had that pre-established relationship with Waxler at that point in time, so um, I wasn't, Waxler wasn't on my radar, Um, so that kind of left SMM as an option, um, just because of not having, like, super strong uh, relationships with, but at the same time, like, I was, I was concerned that because he was so willing to um, throw out that he wanted to work with Jordan and I, that in a situation where it was a, a choice between me, myself or SMM, that Jordan might have gone and, and shifted a little bit more towards SMM. Mm. So I needed to make sure that that was not there. <laughs> I needed Jordan to be with what with me one hundred percent in that situation, especially since of that the feud between her and Darcy, which ultimately impacted Bird's view of Jordan as well. So I needed whatever hope I had, I needed to make sure that Jordan was with me 100%. I needed to sever any other connections that she had with any new people at that point in time to make sure that I was able to solidify that. So that's kind of, that was my reasoning um, in my own head in in terms of going after SMM there because SMM wanted to go after, I think it was Spen because it was Spen and SMM that were on the block at that point in time for that vote. I didn't necessarily want to do spend at that point because we were able to rally the vote on SMM, um, which was, it worked out great because it's, I think Spenderman ended up going home the next one, which is exactly why I had said it was going to happen when I tossed out SMM in the first place. <laughs> so that all kind of worked out perfectly and beautifully. And I was able to kind of pull Jordan in. I was able to make sure that that connection was solid with me. And still able to make sure that, you know, Bird, Darcy, and Jordan and I were able to kind of work together, even in a fractured sense in that, at that point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was still better than the alternative of not working together at that point. Right. Like uniting, uniting as a four in that situation where you have five new people, you had Steph and Spen on our tribe. And I think we had a couple more, right? Or was it just uh, us? No, us that's six? it. That's it. That was us six. So having those five, us four, and then those two randoms, not real. I had good relationship with Steph, so I wasn't concerned with her. And by leaking that SMM wanted to vote for Spen, I was able to get Spen on board to vote SMM as well. 
So it was the tangled web that I weaved at that point in time. <laughs> no, I, I don't know if you shared all of those thoughts uh, during the season. Uh, if you did, I don't remember. But uh, no, I think that is perhaps the best <laughs> explanation I've gotten about this SMM vote so far. Uh, and I think it uh, makes a lot of sense and perhaps was really only good from probably only a good move from really your perspective <laughs> so it's true <laughs> you know that's that's a great thing um so let's see uh we're at the merge neural links just kind of dissolve into dm channels so that's not really a thing anymore uh we add uh, the arcade as a sub channel you can go in and play ski ball which a lot of people spent a lot of time doing um you uh, as well did it a little bit i believe and then the first uh, individual immunity challenge post-merge was light cycles, uh, obviously em emulating Tron, uh, where you just kind of ride around in a map. Like most of the challenges, you're submitting your moves at the same time as everyone else, so you don't actually know where everyone else is going to be when you move. Uh, if you run into somebody else, you're out. If you run into somebody else's the trail they leave behind them, you're out. And just survive as long as you can. Uh, so not speed-based. I believe the rules are a little easier to understand than go-karts were. Um, what? How did you feel about this one? I like this one. I do, I do believe that I was out pretty quickly, though. I think somebody ran yes. me. Yes. So I didn't get a, a great uh, chance um, to do this one. But I was also, I remember I was also in Kansas City at the time, and I was sitting outside. It was a little chilly because it was really windy, and I was trying to do this outside, um, just and in, in, in also trying to talk to Steph about Kansas City um, for that, too. Um, but I thought it was a fun and unique challenge in regards to um, what, what it was. What it was. Um, definitely challenging to kind of navigate, um, especially as you kind of got deeper into the game because your spaces, um, you, you know, it's like the snake game where, you mm. know, you can't, you, you know, you're going to run into something or somebody's going to run into you kind of situation. So, you know, picking the, the correct starting spot, I think, in, in this challenge is more important than anything else. <laughs> like, which is hard to say where that, where that is, right? Because everybody kind of yeah. started at a different spot. But I think that, you know, looking at that and, and, and kind of being able to encompass a larger scale of area um, is, is the most important thing for this challenge. Right. And there's also a social component involved because, you know, you're all individuals. One person's going to win this, but you have the ability to impede another person if you want to or make lives more difficult for a couple people than others or get out of the way for somebody else um is that and there's going to be a couple other challenges like that in, in the next couple of uh rounds is that something that you're kind of acutely aware of or more in the back of your mind or anything i think at that was the point and i don't remember specifically but i think that that was when i started to lose a little bit of trust with bird um just because i think that he had stepped in the way of where i was trying to go so that I made a mental note of that and been like, I was like, mm, okay, I see what kind of game we're playing here. <laughs> um, but that was the only kind of real thought that I had in, at that time. Like I wasn't going to purposely 
cut anybody off because that would have, you know, been against the game that I had been playing the entire time of trying to be amenable to people, not be uh, somebody that individuals are going to target and just kind of lay, be, be present and be active and be participative, but not be a, a strong challenge threat at that point in time. Because it's so early in the merge, like you're going to get those personalities that are going to skyrocket where threat levels are going to, you know, kind of re be reestablished um, based off of some of those things. And you're going to kind of see some new personalities and new relationships forming. So that way I use that kind of as an opportunity since that was one of the first challenges to identify what that looks like with these new people that kind of came into the game with, with the six of us. Sure. No, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, doing the... Uh, groundwork reconnaissance <laughs> to set yourself up for success down the line. Yeah, if you make it sound so smart. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so you you are eliminated around round nine. It looks like um, we get down to uh, Steph and Choco Beans as the last two. Steph finds a nice little avenue around the out, outer outer edge that gives her a lot of space to play with and ultimately outlasts Chaka Beans for the first uh, individual immunity post-merge. And then we get to this SMM vote. Um, was it... So, you know, you kind of set up how this vote, you know, forms in your own head. How did it end up forming in terms of getting everyone else to vote with you? Obviously, Jordan was not totally pleased to be voting out smm here so i don't know was there a lot of trust leverage you needed to use or, or how did you kind of try to make that work yeah i mean jordan was the one that i needed to convince the most uh because which really kind of gave me the the, the that i was doing the right thing here because she was so hesitant to vote smm out i knew that you know just based off of those interactions that i was making the right decision so i had to push harder and harder to get her to kind of be on board with that um, so I had to to kind of utilize you know what was at my disposal to to kind of be able to do that and, and like I mentioned like I had played with SMM before but like it was like three days so like there was no real relationship and I had no real idea of what SMM was capable of but I I had mentioned that you know we had both played in the same server kind of thing and I think that if individuals kind of thought that that was metagaming or whatever that was not my that was not the the method that I was going for in terms of why I wanted SMM out I just had suggested that as as part of you know a ploy to to make Jordan kind of realize like what what I needed her to realize in that situation. <laughs> uh, um, so she was definitely the hardest. Once she was on board, that's kind of when everything kind of clicked into place. I was able to get Bird on board, Darcy on board um, with that. And obviously Spongeman was the last the last person I talked to in the event that I wasn't able to get that vote onto SMM. That was Spongeman was going to be the backup plan at that point. Um, and then kind of working with, um, uh, I think we worked with Bramble a little bit for that, as well as um waxler somebody voted for court though i don't i don't remember who that was uh let's see here uh euphoria down the line votes for smm uh bramble and bramble votes for court and so does somebody else so does smm bramble and smm vote for court and then the other three mirths vote for spenchman yeah 
Yes, yes. So there was a lot of deceiving there. <laughs> uh, and in retrospect, maybe I should have went after court there instead of SMM. <laughs> but hindsight is twenty twenty, and we're not going to we're not going to live in our regrets. <laughs> uh, um, but I think that I think that that was a good decision at that point in time because of that I was able to re-solidify what I needed to with Jordan, which proved to be beneficial for me. Um, you know, at the next vote, when when it kind of came down between her and I, I was not anticipating her giving. And I know we're kind of jumping ahead, but I'm just going to elaborate on that that relationship, which was what I needed. I didn't know that she had it. I didn't know she was going to play it. I told her not to play it for me, <laughs> but it, it ended up working out well for me. And then my mission became to avenge avenge Jordan as we kind of continued on. <laughs> Yeah, so she actually, so she finds her the uh, her half of the idol. I believe it's the day that the SMM vote takes place. So, um, yeah, is that something she told you then? Did you find that out later on? I did not know about it the day that SMM went. Okay. Uh, I think she told me about it the next day. Um, because we she was like, "Hey, we have to talk." Because she was like really <laughs> upset that I like pressured her into voting SMM. Mm-hmm. I'm like, look. I'm like, this was a discussion that we had. Like, you had every right to say, like, no, I'm not going to do this. But you didn't. Like, you still said, like, okay, like, I'll do this. So, like, if if that were the case, like, and if you were super upset about that, then you could have been, like, you had the right and the decision to say, no, I'm not going to do this. Break the trust and and do what you needed to do. Obviously, I said this with a little bit more tact, but that was kind of what I was going for. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um. And then she's like, uh, you know, we kind of talked it out. I was like, you know, I, I respect you and, and I value your opinion in this situation, which I do. And I, I, I did in, in, in the game. Like I mentioned, like I needed her to trust me in that situation. So, of course, I, I, I wanted to, to have her feel validated in that situation um, because she was like the decisions that we were making, we were making together um, to make sure that we were set up for success in the game. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> she didn't. We had, yeah, we had a conversation after that vote the next morning where we kind of talked through all of that. That's when she told me that she had the, the half idol or that she had found, I don't know if she told me she found a full idol or if she found a half idol. I knew that she had found an idol of some, some capacity, though. Okay. Yeah, so she found her half then, um, and then it's not until, I think it's the day of the next vote that Bird gets their, their half idol. And then it's not until I think the day, the morning of uh, final nine vote that they are combined. If my memory serves for the <laughs> timeline of the idols. Um, so uh, ultimately uh, the SMM vote goes off without much of a hitch. Uh, SMM 11th place becomes the first member of the jury. So we've officially entered the jury portion of the season. Uh, how, so as somebody who's hasn't made it to the end yet um but obviously you can't i don't know i I don't feel like you can really play at this point in the game without at least you know you're expecting to get there right you're planning to get there that's the goal so how does the does the jury existing um how, how much if at all does that impact the way you handle either voting people out or how you talk at tribal council or, or the like 
Yeah, I mean, it definitely is things that I'm considering, right? Like, and in it, having made it to that point in the game, you know, I would have reflected upon, you know, this is the reasoning behind this move. This is why I did this kind of situation, which, you know, everybody does. I didn't think that I had through any of them, with the exception of maybe Bramble, I think that Bramble took it a little bit more personally than I was intending it to, it to be um, for her vote. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that she was the only one that I, if I would have gotten there, I don't think that I would have been able to explain it to her. And I don't, I think she would have voted for it against me just out of, out of personal spite um, for what we kind of experienced in the game. So I was definitely taking that into consideration as I was making those, those moves and those decisions um, because I didn't want individuals to be so like, incredibly upset or irritated by those game those those game moves and i wanted them to know that they were strictly game moves and it wasn't personal and i think i for everyone i was able to do that too except for bramble cat because i had to blindside her in a way that she didn't know because i knew that she was running the the four of them on her side (laughs) so I, i i had to make sure that it was locked down in that you know i had to just kind of take the take the heat for that one because that was the only way to kind of get her out of the game okay okay makes sense uh so uh that brings us to the next immunity challenge and uh this one is the carousel uh we'd done a challenge in our second season that was musical chairs and this is basically the same thing with a different color of paint uh you are riding a carousel and trying to ride uh one of the each horse can only be ridden by one person so if you're the one who gets that horse you you're good you make it to the next round and there's one less horse than person uh, than player for each round we do it until we get down to one person um so again we're dealing with something a little more on the speed spectrum uh here but you don't have to be the fastest person every time you just have to not be the slowest so uh you i think let's see you make it to the final five i think one two three six final six so there's 10 people left you make it to the fifth round it looks like um yeah uh talk me tell me about this one so yeah this one was actually fun (laughs) (laughs) um I mean, it was kind of trying to figure out uh, how to how to enter the commands and and do all the things um, that were required to do. Um, but it was it was it was about speed, but it was also about accuracy and and how to misspell things. Yes. Uh, so that was, I think, the biggest challenge in my head was not spelling it correctly and to spell it the way that it needed to be spelled. <laughs> um, and I actually just, I was looking at the channel right now and I was like, oh shit, I spelled quarantine wrong. And then I just looked back and said, oh no, I was supposed to spell it that way. <laughs> um, so it's just kind of uh, navigating that. And again, it would have been nice to win immunity there. Um, that way, you know, because I, I think that that next vote was the vote that Jordan went out um, for for the game. It would have been nice to have one immunity there. So Jordan and I could have both been safe in that situation if she could have used her immunity idol on herself. Um, but alas, it didn't happen that way. <laughs> um, at the, I think there were nine or eight people left, I believe. Uh, we offered a mystery box. Um, you could take a mystery box and you would be removed from the challenge. Uh, but you would get some sort of thing. Um, we did this also in the second season when we ran this. 
uh, the first we we also we offered two boxes that season. First box was uh, a dud dud item. Second box was uh, actually an advantage. And I was looking at it. I was look. I didn't uh, look at it, look at enough detail as as I probably could have. But I do believe that both boxes in this season's version of this challenge had the exact same contents. They were both uh, uh, key cards that would let you into the laboratory underneath the arcade, which is ultimately where Waxler's going to find his idol. Um, Court steps immediately takes the box, uh, very little hesitation. Was there any, uh, obviously you said, you know, talked about winning immunity here, but was there any consideration to, to take the box? I mean, obviously, you know, when when presented with an opportunity to gain an advantage, like you're <laughs> you're always consistently thinking, like, should I take this or should I stay in this challenge? The problem with that becomes with known advantages is that people know that you have them, or or they know that you have something, so that kind of creates some some animosity on 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 your behalf that you have to try to navigate through, which is not something at that point in time knowing where how kind of things are shaping out that I needed on my back. <laughs> so my decision to stay in the game um, was, you know, obviously to protect Jordan and I, but also not to have to deal with the repercussions of having something that nobody else knew about or that they did know about, but I wasn't willing to tell them. <laughs> right. So that was kind of my thought process there was to, to stay in the game, see what it was. I knew that, you know, court was going to kind of let me know what was going on, which she did, but I think she lied about most of it. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but, you know, that was kind of, uh, you know, it, that was my, my thought process there. Okay. Uh, we go on further along down the line. We get to the final three, which were, uh, I believe, Bird, Spenjamin, and Choco Beans. Uh, Choco Beans eliminated in third, just leaves Bird and Spenjamin. And then uh, Bird gets the last one, which asked for the roman numerals for the year that nexus park is set in 2057 um bird wins immunity bird is safe at final 10 uh so this is this is the spenjamin vote um so how do you uh, i think a lot of from the outside this appears to be sort of like a um i know a lot of the mirth side were disheartened and upset about the way the first vote went being smm um especially in some, uh, bramble who had been close with bird and thought hey uh we're not on opposite sides we're working together and lo and behold that's not how things shook out so this looks like a sort of you know all right this is us showing we can work across the aisle sort of thing um how you know, obviously, Spenjamin's the person you're, I assume, least close with, least close with, least close with <laughs> from of the original Euphorias. So was it that simple? Yeah, for that one, it was pretty simple. Like, because I knew that at that point in time that I needed to have some kind of switch with birth to kind of continue on. I needed to have somebody be a sacrifice at that point in time from our tribe. That still gave us the numbers that we needed to make sure that we had some kind of majority, but also kind of extended an olive branch in that situation. Um, so Spongeman was a pretty easy um, 
casualty to what we were trying to kind of accomplish with that. Um, now, in hindsight, now that you mentioned the Bramble Cat Bird thing, it would have been smart of me to go to Bramble and been like, hey, like we should go after Bird here. <laughs> but I didn't didn't even make that connection. <laughs> so. <laughs> hmm. Well, uh, no. Which also gave me my, my next nice parchment here, which was all about the Spongemen. Yes, it's all about the Spongemen. <laughs> No, it's a good, nice neon green font. I like it. Uh, seven votes for Spenjamin. Uh, you've got Bird and Bramble voting for Steph. And then Spenjamin's vote is for Chalk Beans. So um, still a little bit of a split. I think there was a tiny concern that Spenjamin had an idol, uh, that they were kind of playing against the the, out, uh, the odds for. But altogether, a pretty straightforward vote. I feel like I started that rumor. Did you? I feel like I did because I knew he didn't have one. But I feel like I, I, I created that into some kind of capacity where they, like, that was one of the reasons that we kind of went after SMM before was to make sure that Spongebob, if he thought his name was being played, that we would have him play his idol, which he didn't. So that made it easier for us to get Spongebob out this next time, which was also true for what we had. I had told Jordan, like, we're going to do SMM this time. Or it would be smart for us to do SMM this time and then do Spongebob next time to make sure that we are able to flush any of that if that was the case too. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure I crafted that in some capacity. I just don't remember to what extent. Interesting. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, it sends Spongebob home in 10th. We're down to nine. We've reached the top half of the season. And that's the perfect time for the age-old touchy subjects challenge. Uh, I don't know. How many times have you played touchy subjects in your career? Um, probably 20, 20 okay. more. All right. Uh, I <laughs> I've never won. I've never won touchy subjects. Let me just say that. Are you, do you try to win? <laughs> I, so my thought process in touchy subjects is I am 100% truthful in the way that I answer the questions that for the personal list, mm-hmm. I don't try to like pad that. Well, when it comes to what I think the majority of people are thinking, I do kind of pad that a little bit where I will either try to, I have a couple of different ways that I approach that. Like I'll either try to distribute to everyone um, or there might be like some, sometimes orgs have rules where you can't um, necessarily vote for yourself for things um, or that sometimes you can. So I try to navigate that in some cases where I vote for myself for the, like the really bad things. So I don't have to reveal my cards. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, I, I have different approaches to, to that, which is probably why I've never won. <laughs> Fair enough. No, makes sense. <laughs> um, yeah, you you and Bird finish bottom two here. Bird uh, presumably put was honest in their actual answers, uh, but then <laughs> submitted themselves as the majority answer for every single question. Um, and still got 29 points, so... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, not the worst challenge beast (laughs) (laughs) um so let's see here uh gonna go through these and see what people thought about you uh (laughs) who would you like to get stuck at the top of a ferris wheel with uh jordan put you down for this one uh jordan just wanted to make out with me (laughs) i'm kidding kidding, jordan i love you (laughs) um who would you trust most to watch your kids slash pets uh, Jordan and Steph both put you for this one. 
don't know. Have you, have you, I know you have pets or you at least had a, a handful of pets uh, during the season. Do you still have pets? I do. I still have, uh, I have two dachshunds and a golden doodle and a cat. And I also work in veterinary medicine. So that's probably well, smart. Yeah, no, <laughs> perfect person to leave your pets with. Um, who is the most underestimated? Uh, Bird and Darcy put you down for this one. You feel? Yeah. You feel underestimated? I, I I think that I was trying to, you know, I think that they kind of caught on to my under the radar game that I was trying to play initially. And then as I started to have more of a voice in terms of how the vote should go, I think that's probably, they might have caught on to that a little bit, <laughs> which, which was fine, right? Like, I ended up getting one of them out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, who thinks they are safe but is not? bird and bramble put you down for this one i'm not surprised <laughs> should have been my first inkling for bird <laughs> uh let's see uh nobody put you for who is in control of this game because everyone and everyone in the viewers lounge put bird down because obviously um <laughs> who do you trust the most jordan put you down for this one and vice versa i'd be interested to know though like had it been SMM still in the game, mm. who Jordan would have put there? Yeah, uh, that's a good one. Um, I don't know. That's tough. It was, uh, yeah. <laughs> it was, hmm, let's ponder upon that, shall we? <laughs> uh, who do you trust the least? Uh, Waxler put you down for this one. Yeah, I mean, at that point in time, like, while we had the Neuralink, like, Waxler and I didn't really find ways to connect beyond superficiality mm -hmm. um so like our relationship was strained and had i put, probably put in a little bit more effort like i think we could have turned it around but my focus was making sure that you know i was working closely with you know darcy with bird with with jordan and with steph kind of yeah uh, in like an outer kind of shell there i guess if you will so i didn't and, and that could have been a a, a blind spot of mine where I could have put in a little bit more effort with Waxler, that I could have had a different impact on the end game that I played. But, you know, you can only have so many str super strong relationships be before it becomes overwhelming. So, <laughs> Absolutely. No, definitely. Uh, let's see. Who is the most chaotic? Bramble put you down for this. Me? Yes. <laughs> Chaos. I don't, know what, I don't know what she's talking about. <laughs> I'm not chaotic. That's Taylor. <laughs> um who mistakenly thinks they are in control of this game uh bramble and chaco put you down for this one yeah i mean i think that that was more of a precursor of the smm vote mm -hmm. did you feel like you had I, I guess i guess a good question would be like how much control do you feel you had in the game around this point in time i think at this point because we had already lost spen and i knew that the tensions between darcy and jordan were escalating I didn't know how much control I was going to have, especially since I had lied to, I, I, I tried to extend the olive branch with Spen, but because I had lied about the SOM vote, and I didn't know that, had I known that Bird voted for Steph, I could have definitely used that against Bird again, but Bird is just so damn sneaky. <laughs> um, um, so I would have been able to, to kind of... Uh, maybe navigate that a little bit better but i think at that point in time like i knew 
that if things weren't wouldn't have been on a different trajectory that I, I didn't have the control that I thought I was going to have at that point in time. Um, I think once after the next vote, that was kind of when I was able to kind of um, position myself a little bit better and kind of take out Darcy. Um, so I was in a little bit more of a power spot, I guess, at that point in time. Okay. Uh, who is most likely to stab you in the back? One hundred percent me. <laughs> Court was the one was the only one who put you down for this one. I mean, I think that because that was, <laughs> I think I was the one that kind of orchestrated the two people that voted for her. <laughs> <laughs> so that that checks out. <laughs> yep. Uh, and then the last one that you got answers for was who would you most like to blindside? Not the question you want people to put your name down for. Um, Bird, Bramble, and Waxler put you for this yeah and i mean i don't think they didn't get a blind side because i knew it was coming <laughs> yeah, right right <laughs> um so uh yeah so bird 29 points you got 30 and then jordan and steph 33 court 36 chaco 37 bramble 39 waxer 40 and darcy wins this uh with 41 points out of i believe a max of 53 uh ish give or take um so or no 51 max 51 so uh i guess as somebody who who tries to game the the uh their own results uh, a little bit what can you ultimately like take away from this challenge as far as you know who does win um how closely are you paying attention to the answers that are being given and and do they impact things going uh, further on down the line uh absolutely it gives you a lot of insight into what people are thinking now obviously some individuals could be padding like you know i i try to pad um the end results or, or the, the the viewable list that's revealed to, revealed to everyone um but i think that those that don't think that way that are trying to 100 percent win are being 100 percent truthful so it gives you a lot of visibility into what their actual thoughts are um and uh, I mean, obviously, everyone that had like negative things to say or uh, negative views of, of my game, like those were all individuals that I ended up kind of targeting at some point in the game. Um, whereas the ones that were more positive were not necessarily individuals <laughs> that I went after, um, which was not intentional. It just kind of ended up that way. <laughs> no, that's I mean, that's the way you want it to be, I guess. Right. So uh, Darcy wins this reward challenge and uh, I hit her. So she, she wins a trip on a hot air balloon. Lovely. We uh, sounds exciting. And uh, naturally a trip is no fun by yourself. Darcy picks somebody to go with you. Uh, Darcy selects Bramble Cat to join her. Surprised by this decision? That one I was surprised by. Like I was 100% anticipating her selecting bird. Um, so when she did take uh, Bramble, I was like, oh, okay, what's happening here? Um, <laughs> but then kind of knowing that uh, there was some kind of plans or alternatives to kind of uh, go after Jordan um, made sense. And I was able to connect the dots that she was utilizing that as an opportunity to kind of uh, plant the seeds on, on Jordan and I. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, Bramble and Darcy going to go on the trip. But that's not enough. Darcy pick another person. Darcy picks Bird. So the three of them take a nice three-hour 
hot air balloon ride. They won't have access to their DMs during this time. Uh, yada, yada, yada. Um, you know, the same trappings and pitfalls that typically come with these types of uh, reward uh, responsibilities, I suppose. Um, so yeah, so you're putting together these pieces and, and, and figuring it out as it goes. Uh, how, I don't know, are you more, I guess, between the two of you, between you and Jordan, uh, are you assuming that Jordan is going to be the main target if they're targeting your duo? That was my assumption, just based off of the the rivalry that was kind of created between her and Darcy, and I knew that Bird was going to side with Darcy in that situation. Um, so that was that was my thought process there, um, and I was trying my best to make sure that it wasn't Jordan by trying to flip the role under Courtney, which didn't work either, um, because of obviously Bramble, Bird, and Darcy. It already had that little powwow and already kind of had that plan formulated and, and kind of distributed to the people that needed to know. And that ultimately left Jordan and I on the outs, um, which ended up having us vote for, well, I think we both voted for Courtney on, on that vote, mm-hmm. um, which kind of showed um, how that kind of turned out. But I knew that I wasn't going to vote for Jordan because that's not, if I tell somebody I'm not going to vote for them, <laughs> like I'm not going to vote for them um, in that situation, especially somebody that's willing to, you know, give an idol up and, and those kinds of things. Like it's only, it's the respectable thing to do in that situation. And I figured that I, it's, I, I based off of how the game had progressed so far, that I was able to kind of, um, I was able to navigate that in a way that was, uh, I that I could kind of, navigate that wouldn't have Courtney super upset I figured it was going to be a situation of forgotten but not forgiven or forgiven but not forgotten kind of thing which is ultimately what it kind of ended up being for Courtney Mm, yeah Uh, yeah I mean it's it's tricky you're not so so one of the I, I guess I guess get to the immunity challenge and out of the way first um this was bumper balls uh, another one of those spreadsheet challenges where you have some you have a little bit of social component to it with the directions you're going and who you're you know bouncing toward i guess um and uh just uh similar to to light cycles you'd move two times each round and if you ran into somebody you were both bounced in a direction that was as close to how physics would work as we could make them on a grid. And if you bounced off the map, you were eliminated. Uh, Every five rounds, we added a new rule to the challenge because in testing, we realized that this could go on forever. (laughs) Once you get down to like two or three people, especially on such a big map. So five rounds in, we shrink the board. Uh, 10 rounds in, uh, you're still there. I think there's four people left. It's you, Bram, Jordan, and Chaco Beans. And now at the end of every round, we're going to tilt the stay uh, the the board one direction at random, and everyone is going to move in that direction. So if you were on the edge and, and it tilts that way, you're going to fall off and be eliminated. You in particular, I believe, ended up on the edge a few times during this portion of the challenge, and. Uh, 
somehow avoided being eliminated over and over and over again, uh, much to my chagrin. <laughs> um, but uh, fortunately, in, in your case, um, 15 rounds in, we added an artificial intelligence uh, bumper ball <laughs> that would move toward people to try to uh, escalate things as best as possible. And then the last thing we changed after the 20th round was now you have to submit three moves per turn instead of just two. Uh, so you're eliminated uh, finally in round 20 as the th with three people to remaining uh, with a very unfortunate. Uh, eventually, the, the board got you when it tilted um, and sent you out, um, which left Jordan and Bramblecat. And so here we are uh, with a very, very important result uh, where if Jordan wins, she can now play her idol on you. You both survive. Boom. You make it through. Uh, I don't know if that still results in, in court being the person eliminated since there will be three votes that couldn't have been for Jordan anymore. I don't know where those end up. But um, yeah, this was very unfortunate in your case that it is bramble that wins yeah and i think in that situation if if that were to have happened where jordan would have won and jordan would have given me her immunity i think that i think that jordan would have most likely have gone after darcy at that point in time mm -hmm. so i think that that's probably where the vote would have landed um especially since bird and darcy wouldn't have had the agency to really kind of flip on the other side um, I think that we could have played or kind of influenced Bramble Cat um, in that situation who would have then influenced Waxler and Joko. I think Court was always kind of the wild card. <laughs> I think Court played her own game um, and didn't really, I don't think that she necessarily followed directions or or suggestions from others. I think that she just kind of did with what she kind of wanted to do that was going to be best for her. Um, so I think that that's kind of how that situation would have played out had Jordan won versus or over Bramble Cat. Yes. Uh, well, as it would turn out, um, when you show up to Tribal Council, uh, you've got Bramble, who is immune. Uh, a magical uh, immunity blessing has been bestowed upon Darcy, which came from the Air Balloon ride. Uh, rendering her immune for this tribal council now as well. Um, so that's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have different versions or different ideas of what exciting is. <laughs> uh, so had had you entered um, so so obviously you come you show up with your target actually being court at this point. If if your target is the one who magically receives immunity when you show up to tribal council, especially in a format like this, where you don't have the chance to go talk about it in DMs or that sort of thing, like what what do you even do? Like you can't really discuss that out in the open so much, but you almost have to, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I think I think I, I want to say that we all had some kind of inkling that there was some kind of advantage that was given for the hot air balloon ride. Um, I think that in that situation, we would have kind of decided maybe a top two um, for that had had, you know, that kind of played out in, in that way. 
I think that if 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 a decision hadn't been made in terms of that, I think that having some kind of discussion or or highlighting things in a, a non-accusatory way. Um, so point, I mean, Jordan, Jordan and I had code words. I don't know if you remember that, but we had code words for the Taylor vote where the Jordan completely misread them. <laughs> she, she thought it was the other way. <laughs> like That's having right, something yes. like that in place um, to say like, oh yeah, the bird always flies south through the winter. <laughs> whatever like <laughs> whatever it looks like i know they had some crazy stuff on on some of the new survivor formats um that are playing out mm -hmm. uh, with some of the idol stuff so having something like that is not a horrible idea when you get into a situation like that when you talk to individuals to have a play in one two and three um and i think that that could have been something that we would could have looked at implementing in that situation um so it wouldn't necessarily had to have been specific to like oh yes let's go after court but she could be the bird that flies south for the winter. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> no, totally. Uh, that's a good point. That's something um, I know in our fourth season, we did a surprise tribal council instead of a challenge. So no one was immune. Nobody knew it was coming. And um, inevitably it was like four different people got votes. And uh, it was eventually there were people who were kind of like, started out hinting at who they were voting for at tribal council to the point where somebody, one or two people actually are like, no, I'm voting for so-and-so. Um, and, uh, one of the things I always liked about that was, you know, it, it, it really puts you on your toes in the sense of you can't just assume that because eight people are going to tribal council, uh, and you know, person A is immune that I have, freedom to vote for these other six and that that's going to be fine uh and i think you know instilling this concern and fear of needing to have a backup plan or needing to start planning for the vote before you figure out who wins immunity is is something i appreciate because then you don't end up with uh say an entire day of people just kind of ignoring the strategy side of the game because well what if we start to vote uh, what do we target x and then x wins immunity well then we wasted a day well you might end up going to travel council before anyone gets immunity kind of thing i like that stuff <laughs> oh no yeah and i think if if people were more inclined to do that i think that games would be a lot different i think that the stigma with that is like planning prior to immunity results is that you know you don't know if person if the person that you're talking to is going to go run and tell the person that you're trying to target sure that you want to vote them out <laughs> so that becomes like a a, a catch-22 i guess if you will like it could work out in your favor but it could also really backfire and you could then end up being the target when you were you know initially even kind of on the table right no that's true it's delicate very uh very sensitive as how you approach these sorts of things for sure so uh, as we get into this tribal council, um, Bramble's immune, Darcy's immune. What, I guess, like, what do you expect is going to happen uh, uh, as, as this unfolds? Uh, well, I mean, Jordan told me that she was going to play the idol on me prior to us going into tribal council. So I was expecting that. Okay. There was obviously some part of me that was like, well, she might just be saying that and it could be a blindside situation. Um, but, but I mean, at that point, like 
there was a, my hands were tied. There wasn't anything else that I could do in that situation. So I just had to put the trust into Jordan based off of the relationship that we had built at that point in time. In no way would I have wanted Jordan to sacrifice her game um, for me in that situation. But that was probably that was at that point in time because she did that, knowing that she was going to go home. That was has been by far one of the moments that has stood out in any orgs that I've played because that was 100% a selfless move in that situation. And, and you don't see that a lot in orgs. So it was, it was, it had impact. And I hope people appreciated that in seeing that kind of come from Jordan because that was, that was a big deal. So, yeah. Uh, we get to the votes. Uh, I call for idols if anyone has them. Jordan steps forward. Uh, you know, Maddie, you're my number one. Uh, I'm playing this for you. And uh, you, knowing that this is coming, uh, or at least perhaps being like 95, 96% sure that it was going to happen, um, you know, play it up well <laughs> and being surprised. Uh, I confirm that, that, that she's playing it on you. She says yes. I confirm that it is, is a real idol. You are safe that night. And yeah, it was, I know that for on our side, uh, we had never uh, we'd had somebody we'd had people play idols and others in the past uh, and in 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 a, in a and a, and saved people in that sense but not in a way that sent the person who played the idol home and I thought I I was always hesitant to think like okay well that's what's gonna happen so you know I'm ready for it and it was still pretty surprising. Um, and I think it was a really interesting and fascinating, uh, you know, here's another one of those points where, you know, she plays the idol on herself. You're the person eliminated at this point in the game. What happens next? Right. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I, yeah, it was just a really fascinating point in the season that I was kind of surprised that actually she went through with it despite you know, having seen her say she was going to do it, both to you, I think, you know, in her confessional as well. So, um, yeah, no, this was this was a big deal. It, it really was. And, like, to have her do that and then be having her position in jury, knowing, like, I was advocating for her at that point in time, being left in the game, was also really important because I knew that having her in jury was going to be beneficial for me mm -hmm. because she was going to be, like, no, like this is this is what he did, like kind of thing, and like she was going to be able to explain to people in a way that, you know, I might not have gotten the chance to kind of interact with them, you know, prior to like you know, we'll say final tribal council or something like that. Right. She would have been a advocate for me in that situation to kind of help propel the game that I was playing and sell it to individuals, which was, you know, another kind of selfless act in in regards to that. <laughs> yes. Even even despite like all of the. <laughs> And by by disagreements, like they weren't like in a sense that they were like they had any kind of impact on on our relationship. We were able to kind of talk through all of the disagreements that we had, which I think is what made us a really good duo for the game because we were able to kind of sort through that and and come to a, a consensus and an agreement and an understanding of where each other was kind of coming from. Yes, as opposed to some of the other duos. <laughs> this season uh who uh, i don't not that they didn't get over some of their uh differences necessarily but approach them in a much much different way 
I guess I'll say. For sure. <laughs> so vote number one, Maddie doesn't count. Second vote, Maddie doesn't count. Third vote, Maddie doesn't count. Uh, six votes left. First, uh, fourth vote, Jordan. Fifth vote, Jordan. Sixth vote, Court. Seventh vote, Court. So there's your and Jordan's votes. Uh, eighth vote, Chaco Beans. Um, surprised by a, a sort of one-off Chaco vote? I was because had... I don't, and I don't remember who voted for Chaco, but had that person voted for Court, <laughs> we could have tied that up and forced a tie between between Jordan and, and Choco. Or yeah. Court, sorry. Yeah. Uh, Steph. It was Steph <laughs> at this off vote. Yep, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> Steph is another that just kind of, she didn't follow the norms of, of the expectations for four players and she didn't suffer any kind of consequence as a result which is kind of genius yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) absolutely i've never seen anybody do that before but she did a a great job and she did it several times throughout the season so yes uh so we have two votes for jordan two votes for court one vote for chaco beans one vote left and last vote tenth person voted out of nexus park third member of the jury is jordan uh yeah, you have lost your number one to the jury and are going to have to uh, go it alone a little for this uh, for the foreseeable future. It's true. It's true. And it's what was going through my head is like, how do I pick up the pieces at this point? Like, how do I not make myself the next person voted out because of this duo that Jordan and I had and knowing that that was now exposed like i was hoping that people would see me as a number that they could kind of swoop up but you never know in that situation (laughs) right um so i was hoping to lean into bird a little bit more in that situation and i know that based off of what bird had said but we know that not i mean based (laughs) off of my experience i can't i couldn't trust anything that bird actually said um was that uh Jordan had talked to Bird about us kind of working together in that situation to kind of move forward to the end of the game. Now, the only problem with that was Darcy. (laughs) And knowing that Darcy had kind of instigated that, I knew that that's where my focus had to be next. Obviously, that's challenging, though. (laughs) It's challenging because Darcy was the one that arranged this vote, but it's also challenging is because Darcy was Bird's number one. Um, So having to, to kind of separate that was the by Jordan and I being separated, it gave fuel to separate the other duos, which is I think why it was easier for Darcy to go kind of out the door next in that situation, but it obviously didn't come without consequence as well. Yes. Uh we get so we're down to eight people now. Uh we have you, Bird, Darcy, and Steph from original Euphoria. Waxler, Bramble, Court, and Chaco Beans from Original Mirth. Uh, the numbers have evened, if those numbers even matter anymore. And we go to the final eight immunity challenge, which were which was Stepping Stones. Uh, <laughs> this, this one got ugly. <laughs> this was a... Uh, <laughs> man. Uh, everybody had a row, and every turn, or every round everyone would move forward as dictated by what was in front of them. So, uh, and then uh, four people would get to adjust the columns of 
the board uh, between each round. So you could shift it up, shift it down. And a lot of the columns had walls in them, which would prevent you from moving. Or uh, slippery stones, which would give you a 50-50 shot of falling off and having to go backward. Uh, and so it was basically whoever got to the end first. And yeah, it was. this is a very easy challenge to make enemies in. <laughs> Right? <laughs> I know Bird started it off. Like, this is the second time Bird screwed me over at a challenge where he, they had made some kind of move that, you know, inhibited me from moving. <laughs> Not... And it was just kind of a down cycle from there. Like, I think I said it like the starting point for what? The first five turns, I want to say. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't think I moved very much. <laughs> you, so you and Darcy and Bramble end up having like the worst uh, time here overall uh i know you had a lot of issues in the beginning of this of the game darcy i think was doing even pretty well for a while and then for some and then somehow just got absolutely trapped <laughs> uh right after like the midway point um so uh yeah there's a point here in your confessional where you say is there any point in me even continuing bird literally blocked me from doing anything Vote me out. I will tank your game some so bad. <laughs> me better? What? Huh? Uh, What's no, happening? not at all. <laughs> uh, so ultimately, uh, with the aid of Court, who temporarily believed that she was the letter C character in this game, uh, who was actually Waxler, Waxler ends up winning immunity because when you have a second person helping you that seems to be really good uh so uh waxler gets to the end first court and bird are there next and then steph and chaco uh were also very close to the end as well and so waxler's immune here at eight and that brings us to setting up a darcy vote Yes, this was the time that I had to work Mirth, uh, the old Mirth. I had to really get them on board with this. Um, I, I I started with Bramble and kind of went at that. Uh, I, I kind of went to her and and kind of laid out the the situation to her. Um, she kind of disseminated that information to Choco and Waxler, and. It was like the next day that I didn't. That, that's when I heard that they were actually going to actually vote for Darcy, and I had to figure out what or how to kind of navigate Bird in that situation as well, because obviously that's his. That was their closest ally, um, in that situation. So it was a it was a lot of strategizing to make sure that that was going to happen and not not have it be me. Um, I think that I played that card right in that situation because I was able to say the right things to Bramble to make sure that Choco and Waxler ended up voting for Darcy in that situation. Um, so the begging, the begging, the pleading, and the 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 crying that I had to do paid off <laughs> if, <laughs> for that. And I was able to get the the, the revenge for Jordan um, and send her there to be in Pondy with, with Jordan. <laughs> so yes. it was kind of a bittersweet revenge. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, perfect, perfect. Best friends reunited in Ponderosa. Oh yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, you were very, 
relieved, surprised in your confessional at the result of this. Uh, we end up with a 5-3 Darcy vote um, with Bird, Bramble, Chaco, uh, yourself, and Waxler voting for Darcy, leaving Steph, uh, Darcy, and Court voting for Bramblecap. Yes, which was, and that was the hard thing. To, it was to, to pit Darcy and Bramble against each other and make sure that Bramble didn't know that she was on the chopping block and that Darcy didn't know that she was on the chopping block kind of situation. So it was a lot of double checking to make sure that you were talking to the right person and saying the right thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so getting this revenge is fantastic. Uh, did you feel like uh you you're able to pull your feet out of the grave so to speak by getting through this round i did i felt a little bit more confident in in that situation i thought that you know that might have by by severing those ties with darcy and bird i thought maybe i would be able to pull bird in a little bit closer um at that point in time where where bird and i were able would be able to navigate the the end game a little bit better together Obviously, you know, now having two times where Bert had screwed me over in, in a challenge, I wasn't thinking clearly. I must have been drunk. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, that was my thought process at the time. I should have, at that point in time, I should have stuck with Mirth and took my chances with them because um, I think that would have given me a better, I think it could have given me a better opportunity at the end than where I ended up. Um, but at the same time, like, it's one of those things, like, would it have become a pagonging at that point if, if Mirth had the numbers at that point? Because Waxler, Choco, and Bramble were all really close, which only left Court, who Court, we knew, kind of was most advantageous and decided to do what she wanted to do. So she, I had there was no loyalty with Court at any point in time. Um, so it, it was kind of a damned if i do damned if i don't this is the path that i gotta figure out Mm -hmm. (laughs) in a situation at that point in time because with with darcy now being gone that just left the the one person that i talked to the most was bird and then steph um from from the original uh, tribe that we were on right yeah that's tough um you know you it's it's you know kind of a byproduct of this season not really having a swap in the same way because you don't have those relationships with anyone else uh anywhere nearly as strongly as you did with the people you spent the first two two and a half weeks of the game with um and so you know it it is tricky i think to you know i think in most seasons you're going to see people try to play the middle people switch sides and that's usually when the sides aren't quite as defined as they were in this season at the merge. Um, and it's harder to do that uh, when things are, have been so separated uh, for as long as they were in the season. Oh, for 100%. Like you, any kind of move that you made throughout the game, like you had to think, you know, what's going to happen next. What's going to be the outcome if I make this decision to, to, you know, vote Darcy out here? Like, how is that going to impact the rest of the game? Or at least, you know, two moves ahead. Mm-hmm. What, what, what moves or counter moves can be made to kind of circumvent the situation? And that's exactly what we saw. I mean, pretty much the entire merge. Like, it was back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. <laughs> so it's definitely a testament to 
to that dynamic, I think, um, and, and just trying to to make sure that there wasn't an imbalance of power, if you will, mm-hmm. um, based off of where those lines kind of fell. Right. So uh, that brings us to final seven, final seven immunity. Uh, this was the Hall of Mirrors. Um, we set up a an image that had numbers down each side, and you had to follow the uh, 90 degree turn path from one number to the other and figure out which number was the one that kind of matched up with itself properly. Only one uh, pairing would work. And it was kind of speed-based, but uh, especially early, at least in the earlier rounds, it was, it, we really cared about uh, whether or not you got it right on the first try or not. Um, what about this challenge gave you so much trouble? <laughs> I, <laughs> um, all of it, <laughs> every part of it. Okay. <laughs> no, like my, my head just doesn't, my, my thought process doesn't work in that kind of capacity to, to kind of be able to have that kind of flip there uh, of, of connecting those dots, especially when there were so many, if I remember correctly, there were several different pathways in, in multiple lines. <laughs> Um, so it's just kind of hard to track that in my in my brain. I'm more of my my strengths are more logic. Uh, I'm logically I, lo- I think logically, not like literally in in literal, in terms of of you know structures and shapes and those kinds of things. So it was just it, it was a challenge that didn't play to to my strengths. <laughs> no, fair fair enough. Uh, Steph's eliminated in the first round as the only person able to get the correct answer. Um, court eliminated in the second round um, after submitting every possible answer before the right one <laughs> and then in the third round uh, is where your time in the challenge reaches its end um, and that leaves Bird, Bramble, Chaco, and Waxler as the four people who uh, this challenge worked for them uh, they, they knew what they were doing and uh, would keep going Chaco goes out in fourth, Bramble in third, which leaves Waxler and Bird, as so often is the case. <laughs> and in this time, right. it is Waxler again winning his second immunity in a row uh, at seven. Yes. And, I mean, and I also want to note that Bramble has done well in immunity challenges consistently as well. Yes. Always kind of placing in the top three to four in most of those challenges since, since merge. I don't know how Bramble did prior to that. Um, but also somebody to, to kind of watch out for, which is uh, one of the considerations that I had taken in the next vote when when ultimately it was Bramble that kind of went. Again, had a really great conversation with Bramble the night prior. Um, just kind of sharing my story um, in terms of, you know, kind of, we kind of talked about our, our coming out stories and, and kind of shared some personal information with one another. Um, so I can see in from Bramble's perspective, like, what was the point of doing that if you were just going to send me home? But it wasn't in that kind of situation. It wasn't necessarily about the game. It was about building trust in that situation. But those personal stories, it wasn't a mechanism for you know, setting, leading you on kind of situation. It was, those were actual like truthful stories that we kind of shared and, 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 and had with one another. Um, it just kind of, it was a beneficial kind of thing um, to bond in some kind of capacity 
um, to ensure that she felt safe in that situation. The content of that was irrelevant. It could have been anything <laughs> that would have that we could have discussed uh, to kind of have that that or kind of building that camaraderie in a sense. Um, it just happened to be those stories that we kind of exchanged that kind of connected us in in the capacity that it did. Um, and it was a, a rough one to kind of try to sell to individuals because obviously Waxler and Choco were going to be pretty strong on keeping Bramble. So it's trying to figure out how to navigate that vote to make sure that Bramble went and it, there was the least amount of blood on, on my hands as well. <laughs> yeah, you, those, those are tricky moments because like you can't always control when you're going to have, uh, you know, a deep and meaningful conversation with somebody else. And uh, obviously the subject matter of your connection with Bramble is kind of lends itself to that pretty easily. But you might not even know that the conversation you're having is that deep and meaningful conversation for that other person all the time. And, uh, you know, it's uh, a part of the game, you know, to have to navigate that situation uh, for, you know, you being the one who survives this, sending Bramble Cat to the jury. And just as much as Jordan is, you know, advocating for you, you might have Bramble Cat advocating against you because of the circumstance if it's handled poorly or uh whatever the case may be and so um no that that's a it's a shame because it's such a nice you know it's a good moment this is it's the kind of conversation that like the show would spend 20 minutes over five episodes like really amping up because they they care you know because it's so it's such a good t thing right and uh and yet it it you know had, had you made it to the end and and not really and had to like kind of address it at that point if it came to that i don't know right i don't know if that would have been able to get you bramble cat's vote or if it would have cost you bramble cat's vote who's to say it's true and it's true and, and at the end of the day like the personal connection that Bramble and I had, it was not the reason that I had to go after Bramble. Bramble, I had to go after Bramble because of the game that she was playing. Yeah. <laughs> she was she was kind of a, a puppet master for individuals. <laughs> she was good at challenges. It was just a a perfect storm kind of situation where out of the individuals that were left, she outside of Bird, whom I was trying to kind of preserve that relationship with, was the strongest individual in my eyes left that was always close to winning but never actually winning always involved with situations um to kind of control things which was more dangerous than being outright like i'm winning this challenge <laughs> so mm -hmm. that was and that was the thought process that i banked on when that decision was made for bramble to go it was nothing to do with anything personal um or anything that we had discussed on a on a kind of personal level um for that vote so hopefully now that some time has passed like <laughs> She, she can respect and, and appreciate that. Um, but, you know, I, I can't say for certain. <laughs> uh, no, I, I think I, I know when I talked to her, uh, talked to them uh, that that was one of the thoughts they had, right? Coming out of that tribal was like, oh my goodness, did, did Maddie just set me up or, you know, whatever, however you want to phrase it. And uh, no, I think that in the light of day so to speak um 
you can kind of especially once you're able to get to to ponderosa and and explain things uh from your perspective it becomes pretty a lot clearer and a lot you know more understanding of of just the circumstances that surrounded what happened so i think it's i think it's okay if i can <laughs> speak for bramble cat <laughs> um so so you have bramble chaco wax sorry nope oh sorry uh so you have <laughs> bramble chaco waxler uh obviously none of them are going to or in one case could vote for bramble cat here so you have to get uh bird court and steph to go to go after them um was that tough was that difficult to to pull together it was it was tough like i, I knowing how bird kind of flip-flops to to his advantage i was I, I didn't think that it was going to be challenging to get bird on board um because we saw that with you know with jordan like while he didn't necessarily vote for jordan outrightly he was still advocating in a way that sent either jordan or myself home um, so, and we saw that with Darcy as well, because he, I, I want to say, or I want to say that they voted for Darcy in the end for that one as well. Um, so it, the, the, that was the easy one. <laughs> the challenging one was court, because if court had went and told Bramble what the plan was, then that would have backfired 100% in my face, um, which with having voted for court previously, I was definitely hesitant to approach court in, in that situation um, for those reasons specifically. Steph, um, I mean, she was just another one. Like, I I thought that I had a good connection with Steph and, you know, we were able to exchange and have some comedic times and, and some meaningful conversation. But I never knew truly 100% without a, a doubt that what she was actually going to do. <laughs> So, like, sometimes those efforts were in vain. Sometimes they weren't. Like, you never know in that situation. And you just have to try. In most situations, though, even if if Steph didn't vote the way that you wanted, she didn't blab that information out to other people. So she kind of kept that information for herself. So even in that situation, like, I didn't think that there was any concern for Steph to betray in, in, a, in a way that was other than not voting in in the way that i i thought that she was going to vote um so i mean <laughs> i guess it is what it is like she 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 played masterfully <laughs> <laughs> well yeah no it, it works out um you get the four votes on bramble they that trio all vote for court and uh bramble fifth member of the jury and you're in the final six yes Jeez, how, <laughs> how far we've come. That's true. Uh, so final six is challenge uh, is another one we resurrected from a previous season. This is the haunted hotel server challenge uh, where you are navigating your way through homages to horror movies and trying not to die in the process. Uh, <laughs> we ran this back in the second season. Uh, as a tribe challenge where you just had to get more people to survive than the others i think there were i think there were 10 people left in the game at that point and i uh one of the players had won in an, an advantage that let them go through it twice if they died the first time they just had to choose a different make a different choice at a certain point uh and so uh 
two people, one from each tribe made it through in the first time. And then that person uh, made it, died the first time, went through a second time, took a different route and made it to the end to win immunity. And so that's three out of 11 runs through this. Uh, at the time it was a haunted house. Uh, and I remember being kind of surprised that so many people died. <laughs> I didn't think it was as difficult as it turned out to be. Lo and behold, uh, I rewrote portions of it for the iteration now in next or uh, then in Nexus Park. Uh, it's now a haunted hotel. Uh, I took out any literal references to existing uh, properties <laughs> that you were there in the past, um, and I think I've rewrote the ending of it. Uh, it used to be Godzilla, and I created a new creature that destroys the haunted hotel at the end. So. Lo and behold, uh, here I am at final six, uh, once again surprised by how many people are going to die <laughs> in this freaking thing. Um, but that they are not you. You are the one person who survives the haunted hotel, doesn't die, and wins individual immunity. Yes. And I would like to add, I was 100% wasted when I did this yes. challenge. <laughs> yes. I was wasted and I was dressed as Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that that was probably, I, I was not as, I was I was quickly reading the this, this situation and, and kind of responding in a way that I was like, no, why would I do that? <laughs> like, I'm going to go this way. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I attribute the success to that. <laughs> like I had no inhibition, so I was like, "Oh no, I'm not gonna do that. That's dumb." <laughs> it pays uh, off. I mean, it did. <laughs> that's uh, you know, lesson for all you future alliance players. Uh, <laughs> get get really wasted. <laughs> yes, but, but really, uh... <laughs> which is crazy because literally uh, that is what happens in the. <laughs> to mirth during the roller coaster challenge uh brendan was <laughs> inebriated during that challenge and cost them a lot of time right. <laughs> and ends up being the reason part of the reason most of the reason that he's voted out at that tribal council here you are you know that's at final freaking 16 or 15 or whatever it is uh now we're at final six you do the same thing and uh you get rewarded for it there's no justice <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it takes some level of skill. You have to make sure that you drink the amount, the appropriate amount of alcohol, where it's not like you can still talk and think cognitively, but not do it without having inhibitions. Like, yeah. No, but I mean, I didn't. So that that's a really cool though. Like, I didn't know that I was you know one of the only people that's made it out. Like, you know, first attempt. So that's that's cool. Yeah. Cool information to kind of have. Yeah. <laughs> and it came in clutch too because I knew that I was in jeopardy at that level. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, let's see. You I'm trying to see if I can follow your path through Haunted House if the messengers are all still there. Um, let's see. You go left. Uh, that's to the elevator. You take the elevator up to the fourth floor. That is the uh, floor that mimics Pan's Labyrinth. Um, you survive Pan's Labyrinth and the terror that is there head to the laboratory which is based off of frankenstein no issues uh, there either um and that takes you down into the quicksand everybody has to go through the quicksand uh you, you actually were stuck there for quite a while um you free you get out of the quicksand 
and you go through the scary door, which are, I think it's like a, it's really meta. It's a haunted house within a haunted hotel (laughs) section. Um, you get through that, and then the last step is through the lobby, which is the final section, and that uh, is a- avoiding a sprog, which was a um, spider-frog hybrid creature that I created that was destroying everything. Yeah, and screw you for the spider. <laughs> <laughs> I hate spiders and snakes, so I was actually running for my life. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, it pays off. You get to the end. You're the only one who survives. You win individual immunity, and everybody else is dead, and so you win the season. Just that easy. <laughs> Boom. There we go. Can we rewrite that history? I like that. <laughs> um, so you said you were concerned about your uh, vulnerability here at six. Uh, having the safety must feel fantastic um what what do you do with it yeah i mean it it kind of went down to you know what's next right so i have the safety can't let it go to waste if i go after bird here which i was considering at one point um what does that look like for me like i don't think that the outcome is positive because one i just backstabbed uh waxler and choco so they're going to be coming for me Court, again, will flip with with what she feels is best in that situation. And having already voted for her once, I knew that I my, my relationship with Court, even though I was trying to improve it, was only going to go, get me so far. Steph, again, <laughs> I couldn't necessarily 100% count on Steph for what I wanted to kind of have happened. I could only plant the seeds and, and somehow water it to make it grow into something that she thought was beneficial for her. So it came down to, well, shit. So now it's got to either be Waxler or Choco. And I think that was the point where somebody used something to Waxler, I think, used something that he got in the laboratory to spy on a conversation. It was that that was yes. during that, that tribal as well. Uh, yeah, which... Waxler found the Peregrine goggles, which let him read your uh, DM channel with Court for an hours of time. Or not read it, but we would copy down every message sent in that hour and then send it to him as a google doc gotcha yeah yeah so so which i think court knew was happening so she kind of baited me into that situation as well um but regardless like the i think i felt i felt worse for that vote than i did for bramble just because choco had came and was pleading to not be voted out (laughs) And that actually made me feel, you know, bad in that situation, because I, I that was the that was the best move for for me. It was either her or I would honestly love to have done court there, but in in what I was considering to be the best move um, of that, I, I was considering court an ally at that point in time. So she kind of fell off of what I was trying to uh, have happen. So it came down to being a decision between either Waxler or um, Choco. And I think Waxler played an immunity idol too at yes. that point, didn't he? Yes. Which meant that it had to have been Choco. Um, and I did feel horrible for that, but I mean, it had to have been one of them at that point in time. So if it wasn't Waxler, it had to be Choco to, to kind of go and, and kind of sever the, the, the legacy that Bramble had kind of created within the game. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm very unfortunate um, for Chaco Beans here. Uh, it's a 2-2-2 between 
her, Court, and Waxler. Uh, Waxler plays his immunity idol. So he's removed from the tie, and it just becomes Court versus Choco Beans. Uh, everybody revotes, and the revote is three to one on Chaco with Waxler uh, holding true to his court vote. I think I did actually contemplate tying that vote up, though, because I was like, if if I can get Bird out here, <laughs> it would not be the worst thing in the world. Like if it has to go to rocks. Well, yeah. Um, so I did. That's I did contemplate that. So yeah, that would be really fascinating because if it goes to rocks, you're immune. Waxler's immune. Court and Chaco both become immune. And so it's Steph and Bird drawing rocks 50-50. Mm-hmm. I mean... Yep, that was... I was a, a, a consideration that I had made. Um, but I was like, I don't know. I don't know if I can... If I lose Bird here, like, I don't know if I can trust the rest of these people, <laughs> which right. I would have been next. However, I was next anyways. So <laughs> it could have been... It could have been a good point of building trust with Choco, um, at that point in time so it should, I, I mean i maybe should have considered a little bit more heavily but you live and you learn <laughs> yeah uh would have been a really wild uh sequence to say the least um <laughs> pretty pretty insane uh choco beans goes out in sixth uh, waxler played his idol uh, we are down to the final five uh it's just we're, we're at the end we're in the this is the finale basically right um final five immunity challenge uh is the nexus lab uh which is actually more like a quiz (laughs) and uh true to form in alliance this is a very lore heavy quiz and so uh let's see if i can find uh, trying to look for the questions because this is the first time I actually get to talk about this challenge. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so it was command based, um, and so what happened was you put in a command. It gave you two questions. You put down your answers, and then you conjured up two more questions, answers, and so on. And we structured them such that. Uh, they were based on each of the sub-channels to start with. Uh, the three that started on Mirth, the three that started on Euphoria, and then we got to uh, two questions about the arcade, uh, two questions about the park in general, and then... Or two questions about the lab, and then four questions about the park in general. 20 questions in total. And so you just you just had to know a lot about this game you've been playing uh, for the last month or so. It's, it's not that bad, right? You'd think. <laughs> You'd think. Um, <laughs> so uh, let's see. The total points you could get were something like uh, it's like forty-five points or something like that. Um, some of the questions had multiple. Uh, parts to them uh i think that's how that worked and so you end up with a score uh or no 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 of like four (laughs) Uh, it was inverted so the higher score you got the worse you did uh so you wanted to get a lower score which meant less mistakes i suppose and (laughs) and uh man i haven't looked at this in so long um (laughs) 
Waxler and Bird tie with a 25 out of 25 uh, out of something. And uh, let's see, a perfect score is 20 points. Nobody got a perfect score. Steph finished in last with 46. Uh, you and Court tied for third with 43 points. And then Bird and Waxler tied with 25 points. So um, we w- what we did was we gave both of them the opportunity to change the answers they got wrong. And if one of them corrected more than the other on a second try, then they would win immunity. They both did it. Uh, Waxler got two of his five questions correct on the revisions and uh, won immunity for a third time this season. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, so I guess I guess before we proceed to uh, this vote, uh, just as kind of tying up from the challenge, all these questions based off of the lore, the subchannels and stuff, how, obviously you didn't do great on this quiz, but how how much were you spending time out in those channels to begin with? I mean, I think I probably focused more on the relationship kind of components versus the, the experience of the channels. Not to say that I wasn't in them from time to time, um, kind of doing some of that stuff, but this was a with how involved the server was like this is one of the first times um that i've played a game that was as immersive as this so i didn't know kind of what to expect in terms of what the 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 additional channels were for Mm -hmm. um so i didn't spend as much time in them as i i should have or could have um so i for me because i didn't do that i think that that kind of hindered my my abilities for this challenge um, but that was uh, that was my own fault, and I take one hundred percent responsibility for that. <laughs> it wasn't anybody else's, so um, you know it's kind of one of those things where you have to take the game into your own hands. And in that in that instance, I did not, um, and I'm okay with that. Like you know, I, I overall like the game that I played was 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 good, and I made some some powerful moves, and um, you know I. I if the only thing I think that I would have done differently is maybe painted a bigger target on Bird at that point, um, to maybe try to 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 get people to kind of see him as a a true contender to win, or Waxler. But I mean, Waxler had won immunity, so there wasn't anything that could be done with that one. <laughs> yeah. um, but was to, to try to paint the the target on Bird and try to get Court and Seth on board with that and Waxler, to to kind of flip the tides um, on that situation. Um, and I did do that, but I might not have done it as as orchestrated as I had done in the past with some of the other ones because I didn't want to. I didn't want to burn that relationship with Bird post game, um, which you know, well, you can speak to that in I guess minutes. But <laughs> um, I was trying to preserve some kind of integrity in regards to that, and I was trying to think of things that game wise that Bird had done that I could turn against uh turn against bird but i was <laughs> i was coming up short even though like obviously bird had a resume i wasn't aware of everything so i was selective with what i was able to provide because i didn't have actual evidence to back up some of the theories that i had for bird in those situations <laughs> <laughs> and i didn't want those to be kind of turned around into no he's just making that up which it might have been the case um <laughs> <laughs> but it was just a, a challenging thing to navigate in, in regards to that. And, and that would be the only thing 
I think that I would have probably pushed harder for Bird and and had more of a more of a direction in in how I was trying to um, switch that target from me to Bird because I I mean only an idiot would not suspect that they were in danger at that point in time. <laughs> 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 like, I mean, I had gotten rid of you know Choco, I got rid of Bramble, I got rid of Darcy. Like, it was coming. It, it was on borrowed time, so. Um, it was, it was just really trying to work the relationship that I thought I had with Courtney at that point in time and try to, I was trying to play into a sob story with Steph, um, because I felt like if I was going to get through to Steph, it was going to be on an emotional level and Wexler, I was trying to, because I know he was more strategic. So I was trying to appeal to his strategic side, um, with things. Um, and it was kind of a toss up between Court and Bird at that point in time. Um, and I, I want to say I settled on court, but I thought I thought the bigger target was going to be Bird to kind of take out. But I also didn't want to be the only one voting for Bird, <laughs> um, which is why I voted for court um, in the end uh, to try to, to kind of take her down. Hmm. Well, no, yeah, it uh, unfortunately uh, none of your pleas and arguments. Um, while heard were not uh taken under advisement so to speak um and uh everyone everyone just votes for you not wah, wah, wah. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> uh this uh the only parchment that wasn't shown uh, during your vote was from steps was mine no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> was steps where she put not being catty but it's gotta be maddie Oh, that bitch. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. That was cute. That was cute. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's a shame you go out in fifth place. It's, it's so close, and I'm sure it feels so far at the same time. Uh, how, what, what are you feeling seeing the votes getting realizing that your time is up and yeah i don't know how, how what are you thinking about but i thought was fuck now i have to go to jury <laughs> like, <laughs> no i was like oh gosh i said i've sent choco here i've sent darcy here i've sent bramble here i've sent smm here i've sent benjamin here the only person i didn't send there was was jordan so i'm like oh jesus like, here we go here the fuck we go like uh yeah no that was what i was thinking like at that point, like obviously, uh, seeing your name twice, like, and knowing the situation that you're in, you don't have high hopes in that situation. Mm -hmm. um, so it would obviously take a miracle for anything to work, and I knew I didn't have an idol, um, which would have been great because that would have been the last time it could have been played, right? Yeah. <laughs> so um, it was. Uh, this is where I'm at. Like now, I have to go explain why I did these things and hope individuals kind of accept that, um, and and kind of go from there. I went into jury though, like being super proud of the game that I had played up until that point. Um, you know, I, I had started exactly where I needed to be, which was under the radar. I had avoided, you know, my name being out there for most of the game, um, at least to my knowledge. I know it came up a couple times, but I was able to kind of circumvent that. I was able to win a challenge. I was able to vote some of these big targets out and, and kind of navigate that. And I was able to have a, you know, a good solid group of four um to kind of start the game out with and then you know it turned into a, a great 
relationship with with Jordan and, and kind of navigating the game together at that point in time and ultimately seeking vengeance, which is what I did <laughs> after she got voted out. It's I went after all of these people that went after her, <laughs> with the exception of Bird. But yep. you know, there we go. <laughs> uh, yeah, tell me, tell me about joining Ponderosa. Uh, you know, you you say as you at the end of the the tribal council, welcome your first bitter juror, and uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the reactions on that message are uh, predominantly like slow your roll you are not the first bitter juror and i think that is true um we had we had some some salt in the jury that season for sure uh how how did you find it yeah i mean going in i mean it's always like the i I think i approach this as like give me a give me a little bit of time to kind of collect myself and my thoughts and how i want to kind of approach the situation um when i went in there and and I, I took the time that I needed to kind of collect, you know, this is what happened with this individual. This is what happened to this individual. These are some of the questions that I could get asked in regards to the situation. So I wanted to be able to, you know, prepare in that sense because I didn't want to provide any falsities to individuals that were asking those questions because I felt that they deserved the answers, um, you know, to that situation and, and to their, you know, what led to their demise, I guess, in the game. <laughs> Um, so I needed to to take that, you know, I think I, I want to say it was like maybe two or three hours that I had just kind of stepped away. And I think I had something kind of going on um, at, at that point in time, too. Um, so I took that time to kind of collect and address those situations as they came in. And I know the first one was was Bramble. <laughs> um, I had talked to her kind of initially. Um, and then I know Jordan had asked questions like if, if, if our relationship was genuine or if it was kind of fake. Um, I know SMM kind of, I don't know if it was during jury or if it was after, but I know he had mentioned the metagaming thing and I'm like, I, I did at that point in time, I didn't even know what the fuck metagaming was. So <laughs> I'm like, I don't know how I could be doing this if I don't even know what it is. Like, um, so, and then I don't think Spongeman had said anything. Um, but Choco obviously was upset, um, that it was her as well. Um, so it was just a lot of feelings to navigate. And I think that in the jury that's what you're doing is you're circumventing feelings versus the game um and you're 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 trying to make people feel at ease with the decision and trying to provide that closure that they need to to move on with those things um which is why like kind of getting as you get closer to the end like you don't get the that time to have that closure on situations um so you are reacting in a, in a manner that is emotional um when you're going into final tribal council because <laughs> you don't have you know as smm like you didn't have the 20 days from you know the time you got voted off to that and the finale to process that um so with waxler and myself like it was pretty pretty quickly once we got voted out that it was time to vote for the winner <laughs> uh, so I mean that's that's kind of how I see it. It's it's more it's not necessarily about the game when you get to Pondy. It's more about the emotions that were involved in, in kind of navigating people's feelings a little bit. Because um, I mean sometimes there are people that you you just don't care. Like they do something in the game, and you're like I'm not going to waste my energy on you. Like I don't know you. I don't have any kind of connection to you outside of you know spending the last you know ten days or t- twenty days mm-hmm. conversing via chat. 
Like, I'm not going to be an asshole to you. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to belittle you, but I don't have to have a conversation with you because we don't know each other. (laughs) Right. Yeah. (laughs) Well, let's not pretend here. Like (laughs) we're, we're um, hopefully in most situations, like we're adults um, in, in those situations. So there was a, there was a game that I played in the past. So the the first game that I played in Secret Viper, I did a, uh, a returning season um, where I came back and played against somebody else. It ended up being like this bitter. I, I was 100% a bitter juror for that one because I tried to tell this individual, voting me out, you're not watching your jury management. And I mentioned it several, several times. And come, he got to, to, to the final three. I'm like, tell me about your jury management. No answers. Like, exactly. <laughs> I was like, I've been telling you this entire time, like focus on jury management. And that like sent him off. So he got really personal in his answers. And I'm like, ah, like this is, we're done here. Like, you're not, you're not getting my vote. We have nothing to discuss. Like we're like this, do you boo? Like he ended up not getting any votes. And I, I tried to tell him like, I'm like, listen, buddy, like this is where you're at. So I was try- not trying to have that kind of a situation happen. Um, and just being real and, and realizing individuals feelings. I don't think that anything got too escalated this season where anybody was super upset with anyone um, that wasn't able to kind of be talked through, I guess, if you will. Um, I will say that I have not spoken to, well, I I mean, I don't think I've spoken to anybody really. I've talked to Jordan a little bit, but anybody outside of that, I haven't talked to. Um, I know in the conversations with Jordan, like, she's like, have you talked to Bird? And I was like, no. (laughs) what what do I have to say to Bird right now? Like, she's like, oh, he thinks that you're, or they think that you're upset at them. I'm like, I'm, I'm, it's a game. Like, I, obviously in that moment, I didn't have the opportunity to kind of, you know, decompress from the situation. Obviously I was a little upset. I'm like, but we're like a year later, like he <laughs> did what, or they, they did what they had to do. <laughs> like, yeah. it is what it is. Like, no, it's no sweat off my back. Like, congratulations, you won. Yeah, I didn't vote for you, but you won. <laughs> So he did something, right? Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot there. Uh, So I guess when you, you know, as you're kind of recovering from time in the game, uh, you're still technically part of the game, but you don't have to be as, I don't know, zeroed in and and focused as as you may have been uh, while you hadn't before you were voted out. Uh, Ponderosa is important, but I think do people do kind of take more time, kind of let loose a little bit uh, once they get there. Uh, so, in that sense, um, what what were your thoughts as you looked at the people who were still left in the game uh, at the time? Bird, Court, Steph, Waxler. Uh, Waxler, of course, votes out, gets voted out a couple of days after you. Uh, how? how did you kind of view their games? What were you looking at? What did you want maybe from each of them to earn your vote? Or is there something they could have said to prevent you from ever giving them your vote? Or, you know, what what, what were you kind of going through in that sense? I don't think, for me, I don't think that court would have ever gotten my vote in any kind of capacity. Um, I just, the way that court played the game, I felt like she was utilizing it. I, I could be way off base and, you know, this is just my perception of the situation in the game. 
um, I felt like she was using her personal kind of stories to generate um, a response out of people, um, which I, I was, I, I didn't know how to respond to that um, in, in the game. So in, in the fact that court kind of utilized the situation or, or found advantages um, with people to kind of um, circumvent them um, a little bit, like I felt like it was a little bit messy at times. And I thought that it could have been done a little bit better. Court also never won any anything uh, outside of the the challenge that she quit to get the advantage. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, like to me, like out of everyone that was left, Court was the least deserving of of both Steph Bird and Waxler. Um, so that's kind of she would she would have been off off of my I would have written her off pretty pretty instantaneously. Um, had she been in the final three and, and, and lo and behold, she was. Um, so it came down to Bird and Steph at that point in time. I felt that even though I never knew where Steph was voting, I felt that Steph was always, for the most part, honest with her thoughts. And she prov- she provided authenticity where I think that a lot of players, when they kind of get to that point or as they're playing the game, it's not necessarily authentic. It's It's kind of it's an act like we all do it like it happens um it it, but i thought with her like i thought that she was actually being authentic and she was excited so kudos to her for being able to navigate that in a way that didn't feel threatening or intimidating and felt that she actually was part of that decision or part of that process with you with that like she also did win immunity um in some capacity um throughout the season and again, she wasn't afraid to toss votes where she didn't feel that it was appropriate to vote somebody out. And she never suffered any repercussions from that, which is a skill. <laughs> <laughs> and I might need her to, to teach me how to do that next time I'm in, I'm in Chicago. <laughs> um, with Bird, again, like I've played the games that Bird has played this season. Um, where it's kind of ruthless and cutthroat and you switch back and forth. Um, and I just, I didn't have, based off of how how Bird kind of uh, navigated it, the game, in in kind of being fresh into, into Ponderosa, um, I just, I didn't have enough time to kind of separate my thoughts from his game, or their game. Um, so it was a little harder for me to kind of separate the the emotions from that versus what the game that was actually played. With that being said, most or a lot, I played the game a, a large majority with Bird and hashtag Arm Shrimp. Make that trend on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> um, we had you know that that kind of thing kind of going on. We had shared in the neural links and, and advantage hunting and, and those kinds of things. So, in a from a from a game perspective, it was more based off of that, and, and Bird not being truthful in in regards to those situations, or or my my vote out. I felt like I lost a ton of respect for Bird at that point in time, um, which means that I, while I thought that Bird played a a good game, if I had to choose between Bird and Steph, where Steph has never actually wronged me. <laughs> In Bird, who has several times, my vote is going to go to Steph, which is what I ended up doing and deciding in the end. Yes. Uh, I 
I mean, it all sounds reasonable to me. Uh, <laughs> was there anything that came up during FTC that, you know, solidified that thought process or, you know, any sort of holes that got filled in from pre throughout the season that maybe you weren't totally aware of or present for that kind of reconfirmed how you were, how you were feeling? Um, I, I believe so. I, I, I honestly, I don't, <laughs> you don't, yeah, you don't need examples. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that in those situations, like I thought, I thought Seth explained her game really well. And, you know, once I got into, into Pondy, I was trying to advocate for Seth and highlight some of the things that people might not have seen for her game. Um, which is, you know, that's why those, the, the relationships that you have in jury are just as important as the relationships that you have in the game because the, you, you want to kind of find a balance there because you want individuals in the jury that are going to be rooting for you and, and you know, speaking your praise in a, in a sense um, to, to showcase and highlight the moves that you've made. So it's not all, all on your shoulders at Final Tribal Council, but just to reaffirm in that situation, um, which is what I was trying to do for Steph. Um, it was just a little bit more challenging because Steph was quiet with some of the others that... I don't know if they necessarily believe that some of those moves were actually staffs or, <laughs> or her ambition behind being going rogue in situations, um, and and not suffering those the you know the consequences of what normally happens in when you vote off in in orgs. Um, so there's definitely some of that, um, you know, kind of learning um, some of the thought process behind uh, some of Bird's decisions um, was. Uh, enlightening i guess if you will um and you know obviously you know i thought court had a good speech but you know i didn't see any she didn't she didn't have the receipts to back up what she was saying in my opinion fair enough fair enough the before the votes were revealed did you feel like you had a pulse on the jury as a whole i figured that bird was gonna win (laughs) Uh, just because, I mean, if you look at just his challenges, his, his voting history, all of that, like he just had, or they just had the the strongest game overall, um, for, for many people and many individuals. Um, I just appreciated the subtlety of Seth's game and I wanted to at least celebrate that with her, even though I knew she wasn't going to win Hmm. in that situation. I felt like she didn't deserve to be you know, a no vote getter kind of finalist. I felt that, you know, I was going to stand by what I thought was right in that situation and to stand by the person that I thought played the best game um, in a, in a way that wasn't necessarily, you know, challenge or, or comping out challenges that actually had to have some, some kind of social navigation in a way that they had dirt on them, but they were still able to circumvent that. <laughs> like that is, that is a, I know I've said it several times, but that's challenging to do, and that's impressive, and that is, you know, what some of you know it's it it leads to better kind of development of the game itself when you are able to kind of do that and and have those strong relationships and those strong connections and still vote for somebody and not have them come after you. <laughs> like <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, so uh we get do these votes and you get vote for bird vote for staff vote for court 
everyone gets a vote vote for court vote for staff vote for court vote for bird vote for bird three three two uh tie from the jury how did you think how'd you feel about that i mean i if it was going to tie my thought would have been that it would have been staff over court but alas i only have one vote (laughs) and my vote did not count i guess in this situation (laughs) um so i mean it came down to what staff cast the deciding vote in that situation yes so i mean you know, I stand by my decision to vote for Seth, and I stand by Seth's division decision <laughs> to vote for Bird. Yeah, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> you you voted for the person who ultimately decided the winner. It's like, true. Transitively, like something, something. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was pretty, pretty wild. Pretty wild ending. Uh, very split. Uh, jury ultimately. Uh, I think, like you said, there you had people who you had basically for Bird. It was did you did you have enough time and were you close enough to Bird to see what they did and get over the fact that they did it to you? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, for Court and Steph, more so, I think it was uh, you know how close were you to these people to know what they did? Because I think both of them. Uh, we're kind of fighting from a position where it was going to be tough to convince somebody who hadn't been close to them that they'd done uh, everything that they had done necessarily. And they also uh, benefited from the people who hadn't gotten over bird and wanted somebody different to vote for. Um, True. It's true. You know, so, you know, there's, there's a lot, lot of complexity going on. I, I think, um, you know, obviously the closest FTC we've ever had. And one that uh, the further away I get from it, the more I appreciate and enjoy slash respect just how it all unfolded. Um, I know this was the first time we'd had a tie and also the first time we'd had to do a tiebreaker. So, um I think it was shortly after we asked, uh, we called for the final jury votes. I made space for the for the finalists to submit tie-breaking votes in the case that we that we needed them, under the guise of saying that we had done this uh, multiple seasons in the past, which is not true. <laughs> uh, but they they were all very kind enough to to acquiesce uh, fairly quickly, and so you know just. I don't know. It was just crazy to see the votes come in and like, oh, I didn't realize that, you know, because I think more than any other season, I don't feel like I had a very good handle on where most of the jurors were going to vote uh, until they told me, like in their confessional with their parchments. Um, I had most, I think I had most people narrowed down to one of two people, but that was not sufficient. (laughs) (laughs) um so uh yeah no bird gets the tie-breaking vote from steph bird is the winner court is the runner-up steph is the second runner-up and that puts a bow on the season proper it does it does (laughs) hell of a ride hell of a wow yeah it was oh boy um yeah i guess now 
you know, coming out of the out of the game, uh, you know, you get to kind of unclench, relax, uh, talk to people without any stakes involved at this point. Uh, you get, uh, I, I don't know if you're a big like read back type of person on the server um, or not, but you know, you get a chance to kind of look at things if you want to look at them, old confessionals or DMs or Ponderosa, which I guess you've seen already, um, pretty much anything you want. Uh, and you get a chance to talk to the viewers if you're so inclined. Uh, they are always very opinionated and not hesitant to share those opinions. Um, yeah, I don't know, like what w- that sort of messy few days of aftermath. Like, how do you kind of approach that in a, in a typical game? Typically, like once the the seasons ended, the reunions happened, like those kinds of things. Like, I. It depends on the vibe from the season, um, kind of if I interact in in like postseason, and I think I tried to a couple times, and I think that there was just some, um, and I know that you were kind of dealing with some toxicity and, and those kinds of things in the, the server at that point in time too, um, but just I think I tried to interact at one point, and there was somebody that kind of responded, and I was like, ah, oh, yeah, that's not worth it for me. <laughs> oh no um so i was like eh, that's okay like i didn't leave the server or anything i just didn't respond to you know i didn't keep up to up to date on things um but i mean i i don't go through and read everyone's um confessionals or, or those kinds of things word for word i do a quick postseason like vanity search to see like what <laughs> what individuals were saying in terms of you know what where i thought i was in in regards to people's minds and what they actually thought um so just in that's more so i can kind of take those notes and figure out how to apply those for for future seasons and future games that i play um more so than like oh oh like matt was just so rude here or whatever like i don't care about that <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I just want to learn how i can c- continue to craftily build a, a game that ultimately gets me to the end did you learn anything? I mean, obviously not, since my highest placement <laughs> is still fifth. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Thanks for rubbing it in. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I mean, this game is so tough that I think, I don't know. I, I mean, obviously, you know, Bird won. I'm sure they learned, or I hope, I think they learned a lot about what they did and how they played that uh i don't know that it necessarily made help them win next time around but i think um you know you could win a million of these things and there's still stuff to learn you still by virtue of the fact that every time you play it's a completely different cast i assume generally um (laughs) with completely different people who have completely different personalities and tendencies and desires and approaches you know, like you kind of said, like Steph is a, uh, you know, a a unicorn of a player. <laughs> Whereas, True. you know, so many of the people on even on this season, uh, you know, you can not that they're, you know, one dimensional, but, you know, like you said, like you said, you've played a game the way Bird has played a game this season. So, oh yeah, like that, that's not you know bird did it in a bird type of way but like that's still a game that has an archetype that has a 
you know, a way for people to look at it and kind of assess it and label it one way or the other. Um, but you're going to get every once in a while, somebody like a Steph whose game isn't, can't really be categorized in that same way. And that's, I think, I think the biggest thing people and players can learn as they play more of these is, you know, I mean, maybe it's kind of, uh, simple and, and obvious, but like just being, you know, adaptable and flexible to that sort of environment, right? Like, absolutely. That's that's yeah. the toughest part. It, it is, and like trying to learn and trying to adapt some kind of uh, trait, I guess, if you will, from those individuals. Like, I think that's vital, and and trying to find ways to blend your your game style in, into something different. You know, I, you know, mentioned that, my, you know, my initial strategy was to kind of lay low. I've done that successfully. Like, I've, I've been able to find that balance in, in other games that I played to kind of get beyond so that the, the pre-merge kind of portion and, and typically end up in the merge for that by laying low and, and just kind of observing and watching and, and, and learning how people are interacting with one another. So I've been able to kind of adopt that strategy. Um, just based off of, you know, and that was, this game was kind of the first time that I tried that. I'm typically a very open and vocal person. <laughs> um, so it was a, a challenge for me too to, to kind of take a backseat in regards to that. Um, because I'm typically the Darcy that's like, oh, let's do a spreadsheet. <laughs> let's do this. Let's do that. Um, in in the games. And, and that that has not worked out. So I've had to learn to adapt to to do something that's a little bit more subtle and and play a little bit more with um, the strategy kind of component to get individuals to kind of see the benefits of you know voting this way versus voting that way or or making them think that it's their idea to do this versus my idea because that's how you get the buy-in in, in a lot of those situations um, you know and part of that is 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 you know, working um, in, in, in management and, and doing some of those things as well. Like you learn some of those skills um, to, to not necessarily give individuals, um, you know, what we don't, you don't tell individuals what they're going to do. You let them come at that decision on their own. Mm -hmm. You know, you can kind of help craft that and what that looks like. Um, but that's, you know, kind of what some of the strategies that I've, I've kind of incorporated into these games, you know, you know, since I've started, <laughs> Well, I I wish you all the luck in your future uh, future games, future endeavors, future uh, everything. <laughs> um, yeah. I hope I hope you break through that fifth place wall one of these times. Give me fourth. Just give me fourth. <laughs> <laughs> um, it because I think uh, I, I mean I, I love talking to everybody about their time in the game uh and getting their perspective it's always you know whether it takes 30 minutes or 10 hours like it's it's a lot of fun to dive into that stuff and i think in this season in particular there were just there were so many giant personalities um once you get to the second half of the season coupled with you know people who had who were attached to very big flashy moves uh, coupled with people who made it to the end and were finalists. And I think you somehow in that group, like don't really fit into any of those groups 
um, because of that, you know, more under the radar game you played for most of the season. Um, you did a lot, but it wasn't super flashy, you know, in, in the front. Like the thing that I would say is most re- memorable uh, associating with you from your time of the game is Jordan playing an idol on you, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I think when a lot of people think back on it. And so I really, you know, listening to you talk about like all these moves and like we get to this point where you're like, yeah, I put A, B, C, D, E on the jury. Like that was, you know, if not 100% me, like majority my my decision. And like, that's true. <laughs> like that's what happened. And I think that's something that a lot of people who watch the season um, maybe even a couple of people who played the season uh, might and probably aren't familiar with or aware of, or if they were at the time, don't remember that that's how it happened. And so I hope that they hear this and are like, oh yeah. Like, I think a lot of people look at our fifth season. Um, we we had a guy, Tobias, who uh, was loved Tobias. He's great. He did a, he played a fantastic middle game that unfortunately caught up with him. Um right right around the same part point in the season where you went out uh who is very fondly remembered uh i believe uh, not that i think his name really comes up in in like the hq <laughs> any other you know on a day to daily basis but like you you should have that same i don't know if reverence is the right word but like recognition attached to the game you played that he he i think gets uh and i hope that people listen to this and and feel the same way well here's to that kid let's hope (laughs) (laughs) absolutely um no this was a lot of fun i had a great time uh getting to go go through the season with you and uh yeah no i it's 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 been it's been it's been a good time yeah no i I appreciate the the invitation to kind of come on and, and, and explain some of those things and you challenged me like some of this is I, I mean i haven't thought about the game since uh it ended so like kind of going back and digging into those those uh memory files but that just kind of goes to show you too like these games have impact because like even though on the surface level like i, I you know i i might have purged those but as you kind of start talking about them i'm like oh yeah no actually this is what happened um so like it it, it obviously has impact on individuals as they're kind of thinking about it and and you know, whether that's adopting a new strategy or, you know, just trying to, to find your place in, in orgs or, or in general in life, I guess, like it has, it has impact and it has meaning. So, you know, I guess that's my, that's my message. Be nice to people. It has, it has impact. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> Be nice to people. Um, they may not, <laughs> they may not recognize it the time when it happens but they will be very thankful when they uh are forced to do or asked to do a podcast a year and a half later and remember yeah everything. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh, good stuff good stuff <laughs> well sir thank you so much again uh enjoy the rest of your evening and uh i will talk to you i'm sure at some point in the future yeah, awesome. Thanks again for the invite. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. You have a good night as well. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Alliance of Survivor Game podcast. If you would like to try your hand at Alliance, our applications are always open. You can find more information by visiting alliancesons.com. Our 13th season, Sky Cruiser, is now casting. 
come join us in the HQ during the offseason for games, trivia, and other fun stuff. And as always, have a week. without a trace nothing's gone forever only out of place so long farewell oh what i'll be to say wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute